Blog Talk Radio. This week's Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash Radio to start your free trial membership. Those those guys will probably mumble for about twenty seconds and then drop even the This week's Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash Dungeon Crawlers Radio to start your free trial membership. Here we go. Broadcasting live from the PCR studio. The Emperor has been expecting you. Where Geekishik and Pandemonium reign supreme. Come to the coach and get together, have a few laughs. Your host will discuss everything you need to know about the world of Geek. Oh yeah! So grab your staff, throw on your cape, and roll your 20-sided die. Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Welcome Hello. to another exciting episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio, Yeah, where Woo. we killed yet another droid. Yeah, I'm kind of curious, though, why, do we, why does this intro still have like the, um, the, the, the death of Super Mario? Shouldn't it be like the one-up sound or something like that? Because we're indicating that we're dying, and we're not. No, the droid's much dying. So. The droid is the dying. The droid is it's dying, a, I get that. for the droid, and yes. that's, that's part of like what we have to do, it, you know... We have to destroy that droid so we can get its power core to actually operate our system. Yeah. That makes sense. Because I, because I can't keep destroying Rembrandts. Th- yeah. There's just those, not very yeah, many left. Those are really expensive. Yeah, yeah no, I, economy like it is. Like I, it is. I, yeah. you know, Colin and, and Ben are pretty good about putting the droid back together. No, that's all week. Colin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, Since you guys are you know, kind of close and exclusive with each other, you guys kind of <laughs> work it together. Give so. yourself credit. You handle the super glue like no other. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer hot glue, but, you know. And you might say... Craggle. Craggle. Yeah, <laughs> Others might say supervising. I do supervise. That I can do. I, there you go. I supervise Colin. You should never nice. supervise the yep. intern. Nope. C two point oh. Yes. Oh. All right. Well, dear. this has been. This is Revan. It's a guy named Joe. This is the great, mighty, and powerful Lord Flagoon. This is Colin. Victoria. Hi, I'm Ben. Ben. There you go. The fat kid who tags along. There we go. Occasionally. <laughs> Has good ideas. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. As I supervise Colin C two point oh. No, just, just no. Nice. No. <laughs> well, welcome yet again to another exciting episode. Uh, we are actually waiting for Josh Patel to show up. Uh, okay. We're going to be interviewing him, talking about FantasyCon, which okay. is coming up. 
Colin, Ben, and I got a chance to meet with them Tuesday, and let's just say this sounds amazing. All right. This is an experience that you will not find anywhere. 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 No, it, no it, con will be like this con. And it hasn't awesome. even happened yet. I know. Exactly. So, um, I don't want to spill any beans yet. So, well, that, yeah, well, that's, that's what, for later on. We, we have, have Keith Allen in the studio again. Today, we do. We have, it, amazingly I just called enough, you up, but sorry. Keith has, has returned <laughs> to the show. Yeah, you're on. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. It, this is my con. It is. Correct. <laughs> it, it's up and running, so. Yeah, Josh Uh-oh. Now he's gone. Oh, what the heck happened? Hold on. The mic is decided to go. Technical difficulties. I think. All right, try that now. Yeah. Let's take a vote and decide go. if Colin should buy us another new mic. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. What, I, I know what's wrong with that one. There's a screw that needs to be tightened. How do I get one of those? There's a little piece of paper. Up yep. There. Just ask him, and he'll yeah, he'll take care of you. Or or Ben could just give yeah. you one of his. Uh, <laughs> one of those is Collins. Sharing is caring. Yeah. Well, then there you go. Colin yeah. just doesn't get one. For those of you out in Radio Land. Uh, Ben actually just got served what looks like a very delicious-looking panini, and uh, um, two, in Keith fact. Is two, in fact, and uh, Keith yes. is wanting one because here's the thing. again, <laughs> delicious-looking paninis. I'm fat and don't share. Yeah, <laughs> we're sharing with Colin. Yeah, no, Colin paid for him. Oh, oh, yeah. so Colin's sharing with you. Okay, I, yeah, I, I see how that is. So, also, so, in other words, really, Colin's the one who actually has the. Uh, the uh, the veto power, whether or not you actually... No. I wear the pants in this relationship. <laughs> I, I figured it Actually, <laughs> if we're going to talk about that, we all were hanging out this weekend, doing things, and they all decided that Colin was the wife in our relationship. Everybody decided this. Wow. There's like 30 people, and they all said that Colin was the wife. I don't understand how this happens. Well, hey, that, you're just the person that all the money comes to, right? Yeah, Exactly. My girlfriend was upset exactly. when I referred to her as my mistress. Of Colin was my wife. <laughs> it's just like a scrubs relationship. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Pretty much. The last thing I said to her when I dropped her off at the airport was, oh. so if Colin's my wife, you're my mistress. Okay. So Bye. <laughs> See you in July. There's a video we're going to have to do. is Colin and uh, Ben reenacting the guy love scene from Scrubs. Oh, wow. Uh, which one? Only if you'll do Eagle. The, the yeah. song yeah. Yeah. guy love. Eagle! Oh, I would be okay with this. Okay. <laughs> Very nice. 45 minutes. The genie. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, huh? Very much so. It, so, it's, yes. Yeah, so then uh, getting back to FantasyCon. Yes, so we'll be talking about FantasyCon. It's July 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Uh, so it's coming up really soon. And guess who's going to be performing and, live? And Keith Allen. We'll be performing live. That's right. I know. Internet can't see what I'm doing, but I'm pointing He's to pointing. right here. Yes. Talk nerdy to me. We'll be performed live. That is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Dancers. Hopefully Iron Man will be there as well. I'm pretty sure he will be. So. The one would be, Just would be really spectacular. Like, you need to come or I'm not paying my share of the rent. <laughs> True. This would be really cool if it happened. It would be a huge dream, but, you know... We're we're putting it out to the internet, so who knows what happens? You know, you're up there performing. Iron Man walks up. He's doing his dance and flips it up, and it's actually Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> that would be pretty epic. I mean, that would be epic. Completely and totally. I'm pretty sure many pants would be soiled at yes. that point. <laughs> I think so too. I know. I think I might actually have to just go now because. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, talk about FantasyCon. Yes. Hop out to our website. They're still looking for volunteers. Yes. Uh, we posted links everywhere. 
Uh, Literally everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. I mean, so in other words, you could say that you're voluntold to volunteer. Well, we were there Tuesday. Yeah, and there's they, a yeah, couple yeah. people I might have told they have to just go ahead and yeah. register to volunteer. Well, we were talking to them Tuesday, and like, yeah, we're still short about 100 volunteers. We're like, oh, we can post it up. And we, we got them like 15 volunteers within like five minutes of posting. Yeah, so. I run a couple different social media pages. <laughs> <laughs> and I might have posted couple. through a couple of them. Yeah. Volunteering for a con is super fun. So, you were there. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, someone who did that. Can you? I mean, I, real quickly, can you provide us a little bit of uh, insight on that? Uh, well, sure. Um, well, it's a lot of. For oh. Me, it was oh. A lot of uh, preparation, but uh, it was a lot of fun. I got to meet lots of really fun people. Mm-hmm. I had a blast the whole time. It the time flew by, unfortunately, because I was just. <laughs> I was having so much fun. I couldn't stop smiling. Every day I would get home and I would be so wired, even though I was really tired. I yeah. would just be so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, wear comfortable shoes. That is like is that a the, number the one. word of advice. That's like the one thing. Gel insoles are your friends. Or something. Mm-hmm. Because Cause after uh, walking back After and four forth, days yeah. of, of that con, I think, I know, you know, people have the steps counter things on their wrist. Yeah. People are logging like 18 miles. Oh, yeah. Like. 50,000 steps Gen a day. Gen Con, so. much bigger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we've walked that at least six or seven times a day, oh, the yeah. entire oh, floor. Uh, last, just last year, Jordan has like, oh, we've got to do, you got to do, uh, i got you guys an interview with these people. And they're on one side <laughs> of the show floor. And he's like, okay, now we got to go to this other people. And they're on and the, they're other, on the side. other side. And then he's like, okay, now we got another one. And they're on the other side, yeah. right next door to the first people that they brought <laughs> us to. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Fun though. But yeah, mm-hmm. it was it, it is a blast. There yeah. there is an energy that you get at conventions that you just you cannot equal or equal or reproduce anywhere else because it, it only exists in that world. Well, now that the sun could never come up or set and, you know, the end of the, the world could happen and you wouldn't know because you're in your little bubble. <laughs> Are we talking about Gen Con? There's just any con. We're any talking con. about conventions. Yeah. Yeah. Cons in general. Just because you go in there and it's like you're sucked into a bubble and time just disappears. Conventions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Start saving your money, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm going to throw something out. Uh, Stone Droids has asked us to, get, to give a shameless plug. So uh, they're asking if we can talk about uh, FamineFighters.com. Uh, they're taking donations through the end of the month. Every dollar is worth 4.2 pounds of food uh, to the Utah Food Bank. So if you're local, you mm-hmm. know, go there, support that good, worthy charity, and uh, yeah, there you go. So that is a good thing. Yeah, we'll put the link on our side and yes, when you drop said, by. And when you first said Famine Fighters, oh, though, I sent it over. Yeah, but like a, like a like group over. of people walking around. Yeah, they, they messaged me. So it's uh, <laughs> Famine. So F A M I N E Fighters F I G H T E R S dot com. So I thought it was I thought it was gonna be like MMA fighting for a charity, which would be totally rad. That would have been cool too. Yeah. So. I volunteer for Laguna's tribute. Yeah. <laughs> well, see this. So so bring it. If he happens to stumble into the halls of Fantasy Con, it's already happening. Oh, so yeah, yeah th- we <laughs> will talk arena. about this later. We will talk about this later. But uh, they have an arena. They have a gladiatorial arena. They are building inside the Salt Palace. Okay. <laughs> yeah. and, and, I, and I guess you guys are throwing my name in the uh, you and Joe into the ring. So you and guys challenge Stolen Droids to a battle for us. Ooh, we could do that. <laughs> I hope you're listening, Stolen Droids. Unfortunately, I think only Amber is going. Even so that, better. That might be. <laughs> so if you get beat like, by Amber, 
we can totally just say you got beat by a. Cripple. You know what? You know yeah. what? I, I will. I'll just. I'll just throw this out there though. It's like I'm willing. I'm you know throwing out some wrestling humor out there. I'm willing to totally do the job if that's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can we get uh? Can we get the omen in the ring? Yeah. There we go. Uh, I already plan it. Yeah. Yeah. For those who don't know, Revan's son is actually the omen. Yes. The omen. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. All right, yeah. so it looks like our guest is here. Yes. So let's make sure they get them all set aside, and we'll get this. So do you guys want to handle that, or do you do we want to take a small break and then yeah, put it throw, in together? Throw a plug up. Yeah, we need to, yeah, we'll. All right, where is a plug, 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 plug? Um... There's one behind you. Hi-yo. Didn't. Okay, yeah. I see what you did there. We'll just do a quick song. Yeah, it's all almost right. Father's Day, so I figured dad humor. Yeah. It's raining tacos. me with my headphones off. Yay oh. for you. See, look at that. I almost that swerve, right? That was swerve. The humor today is just kind of poor. Poor? Oh, yeah. Not as no. funny as we think we are. Yeah. No, let me rephrase no, that. I'm definitely as funny as true. I think I am. That's the rest of y'all. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. No. So, with that, uh, we got Josh Patel in, in well, house. Well, rear end is on my shoulder, and it's awkward. Now he's going to rub it against you. Now he's going to be like some, <laughs> ba- some baboon that's marking his territory. See, all I remember, all I like, vision now was I saw him eating Chipotle earlier, and the only thing running through my head is the South Park episode. Oh. <laughs> and then he just put his yeah. backside on me. Yep. Oh, don't worry. I have a uh, lifetime supply of Chipotle away. So <laughs> we're, we're safe. All right, Carmen. <laughs> or at least you're safe. <laughs> all right. Let's jump into this. So FantasyCon. We've got Josh here. Let's talk about that and all the amazingness. Because half the table here has not heard of all the spectacular things that these guys have lined up for you guys. We're kind of excited. Colin and I have been talking about it. Yeah. We passed we're around just, the group of people we know. 
they're excited. They're coming. I think a couple of them volunteered for you guys, too. We gave them tattoos. Yeah, yeah, we gave out those tattoos you gave us. Sweet. They're wearing yeah. them now. <laughs> well, and the best part, this is a con unlike any con you've ever been to before. You know, it's it's not going to be the traditional, I'm just going to walk around from booth to booth to booth. There is stuff to do. Mm-hmm. So it's I, reading over there, everything, they've got an archery range. They've got what? a black, I know, they've got a blacksmith. Makes for, you want to take time off what, now, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> a gladiatorial arena. A, a, I, wait, was that a gladiatorial arena? Is, yeah. is that what it is? I believe that's the exact verbiage you should be using. Okay. Gladiatorial. <laughs> All yeah. right. We've, we've already yeah. scripted. Joe and Flagoon here yeah. to battle one of the other local podcasts. We should. I've just been informed they're only sending a single girl, though, <laughs> but I've met her. Yeah. yeah. And she's she's you a guys screwed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the best part is we need, like, that Spock battle music up from Star Trek <laughs> while you guys are doing this. Or you could just be like Jim Carrey and do it yourself. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, you, there's a lot of amazing fantasy art that you guys are bringing in besides the celebrities. I mean, and there's more. So I like we you. At, we were actually in the back room, so we're sitting in meetings mm-hmm. from early morning till late at night, you know, mm-hmm. 10, 12, 15 hours every day. And so you got to do something to keep the blood flowing, keep the excitement in the room. So sometimes it's music, sometimes it's like the conversations you have at Village Inn at 1 o'clock in the morning yeah. where, you know, where everything's <laughs> funny. And people will say yeah. something, and then we all get the giggles, and we're like, oh, this is funny. And we just keep laughing, and then it's over. And then we all start laughing again for no apparent reason because of leftovers, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so we get up in the back, and we have these uh, these bow and arrow, a couple of them, and we had a big door in the back room at the, the main headquarters. And we found a paper bag, and that didn't work. Then we found a piece of cardboard. We drew a target on it, and literally in the back room of the office, we have probably about two times a day we have an archery contest. <laughs> And we shoot the arrows that we made for FantasyCon in the back room towards... The, anyway, it's an amazing it's an amazing feeling. Guys, we're building our own archery range. <laughs> okay. I, I highly recommend it. It's an ama- Keith got to do it today. I even got to do it. I got to participate in the archery contest. Nice. How, how nice. fun was it? It's awesome. We've already introduced Keith, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Put, a good, put a good stress reliever. How did it feel when you were done, honestly? How, how did it feel, Keith? I mean, it was it was awesome. It was uh, everything you thought it could be. Well, right, but I just was not that great at it. So that was you know one aspect to take into account. You're sitting but, around a table full of gamers. How well, great do you think this is going to go over in real life? <laughs> I can shoot a bow and arrow really great in Skyrim. Okay. Yeah, Skyrim. I saw my brother shoot a bow and arrow once, and he the fletching got caught in his hand because he didn't know what he was doing. The arrow kept going. I think I need to find going. some like leather work Fletching armor day. with Ooh. plus five accuracy. Yeah, Colin should probably stop talking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh that, that was hurt. Sad day. Yeah. No, that uh, was hurtful. Hug. Okay. I'm, I'm hug crying right now. Right now. Yeah. I'm, not yeah. a hug. I'm taking a vacation come, from Colin. Come, oh, come, oh, come here. Listen, <laughs> 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 <a> turn. <laughs> so you're taking a vacation away from your wife? Yes. Okay. It's horrible. <laughs> no, my yeah. mistress is in Chicago. My wife. I'm taking his car, though. We're trading cars, and I'm taking off. I don't, I don't know what I just walked into. I'm kind of lost right now. So, uh, over the weekend, they hang out a lot, and so a bunch of their friends... Apparently a lot. Yeah, yeah. So a bunch yeah. of their friends pretty much said that Colin is his wife. And his girlfriend was in town, and... It's a cute couple. Yeah, and, 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 it's adorable. And as he was putting his girlfriend 
onto an airplane. Pretty much said, "Well, if he's my wife, you're Wait, my mistress." Wait, this girlfriend or the other girlfriend? My actual so girlfriend. His actual girlfriend. girlfriend. Come on. I might. <laughs> I'm putting her on a plane back to Chicago, and right. I was like, "So technically, if Colin's my wife." That makes you my mistress. Wait, wait. You put, you put her, you're putting her on a plane back to Chicago. Did she have a choice? Yeah, she was going home. She had to go back to her oh, real okay. job. I'm just making like, sure. It was, it was a great That's vacation. That's a rocky relationship. She got, she, yeah, right. she got to come hang out in Utah. I'm done with you. See you later. <laughs> Promise? Uh-huh. I've already bought your two. Not yet. You're gone, babe. Never. Okay, okay I'm, I'm seeing her again. We're all going to Vegas next month. It'll be great. Great reunion. Yep. So... So let's get back to Fantasy Con, yeah, because that's a whole lot more interesting than, than your, your marital relationship. There's nothing. I would have to put Okay, and before you finish that statement, Gladiator Arena, Blacksmith Forge, and an archery range. You Flagoon cannot, versus you Amber from Stolen Droids. We should have a competition in between all of us. Like, keep scorecards. No, he grew up in the wilderness of Alaska. I'm not challenging no, him. No, he, he grew up here. He just lived it in Alaska. For, for, I feel like he hunts bears yeah. in his spare time. Yeah. Well, he probably. I might. I might. Them. I might have been born here, but my soul belongs to Alaska. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't tell other people that. So, gosh. <laughs> I just tell them I'm from 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 Anchorage. You, Hold on, the lady right, speaks. I'm gonna. Yes. I'm gonna ask a question. Let oh, her go. Ask a question. Come on. Yes. Yes. That's not how the show works. All right. So I want you to just say, like, in few words as possible, what, like, if you were gonna say. To someone in one sentence, what fantasy con is about? What would you say to him, like someone who'd never heard of it before? It's the world's first interactive fantasy experience where, rather than being a spectacle, you actually get to participate in the things you only read or dream about. That's awesome. Is that pretty good? That yeah, was, was good. Yeah. Okay, I, that was really. I just solid. made that up. I'm not gonna lie. Air high I'm five. pretty impressed. <laughs> oh, don't leave me hanging. I give it yep. two and a half out of five. Take it easy, talk nerdy. <laughs> Take it yeah, easy. I'm going so, back to I went for Josh. I was at two point six. I'm in. What yep. would We're you friends say, again. What would you that, say you're looking forward to the most? Uh, honestly, uh, uh, for me, of of all the things, seeing a little a little kid and his mom or dad or a family or a couple of buddies staring up at the world's biggest dragon ever created. We are in love with dragons. Game of Thrones, people have been waiting for dragons. Uh, the Hobbit movies built around a dragon. How to, Drain Your Tra- How to Train Your Dragon 2 is coming out. Yeah. Skyrim, World of Warcraft, all these different games built around dragons. <laughs> Magic the Gathering, one of my favorite games. Um, who doesn't, you know, who, you're never disappointed when you have a dragon in your hand. Unless you have five of them and not enough mana, then you're depressed. Yeah. <laughs> we, even but, have a, yeah, we even have a dragon on our logo. So, so I mean, yeah. But we're, we're obsessed with dragons. Oh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. part of our logo, too. We thought of it first. And <laughs> anyway, the, uh, the biggest thing for me is when uh, an adult or a child, it doesn't matter if you're eight years old or 80, there's something about the magic of dragons. It's the mm-hmm. most iconic fantasy creature or thing mm-hmm. yeah and it, it's a powerful experience but imagine staring up at a dragon that's three stories tall and we just got to change today it will take three semi trucks to bring it but it's no longer 53 feet wide it's now 63 and a half feet wide holy crap. so i mean if you think about that that's like putting two semi trucks uh end to end and that's the width of the wingspan of the dragon we had to move and find locations and 
and look at engineering aspects of it to... In fact, I have a picture. You want to see a picture? Yeah. Yes. So you can wow in real time? Yeah. Yeah. So then... Um, real time wow. Real, real time, time wow. <laughs> real time. Uh, look, wait. I'm going to pass you. This is just the head, but that gives you an idea. Hey, okay, pink wow. microphone. What do you yeah. think? So, Joe, what are, what are you thinking? That's a guy named Joe. Yeah, detail. What is his name? Wow. Guy named Joe. Guy named Joe. Guy named Joe. Uh, He's ginger wow. number two. So, I, I'm just I'm kind of curious, then. How did you get the head to light up like that? It's, you're, you're revealing secrets that are not yet to be revealed to the people. You know you're the top ginger here. Wow. <laughs> I know. That, that's kind of, that sounds like a, uh, a Japanese name. Guy named Joe. Yes. Guy named Joe. Guy Joe. Quick enough. Right? Doesn't it kind of? A little bit? Well, I yeah, am part is. samurai, I'm sure. Somewhere oh. in the family tree, somewhere. Prove it. Commit seppuku right now. Oh! Well, we uh. we kind of need, we kinda All right. need him in the well, long Well, it was nice knowing you guys. Bye, oh, he, he did the motions. He is a true samurai. He knew <laughs> what seppuku awesome. meant. That looks amazing. <laughs> I love the shading and everything on those scales. That's just yeah. the head. So then you add the arms, the legs, the torso, the body, the wings. And anyway, it, it, it's... Picture is barely here. Let me show you one more picture. That, I brought my computer just in case. That, so, and at 64 and a half. Wait, am I geeking out or what? I'm opening up my computer in a <laughs> yes, minute. Yes, you're in good company. You're fine. Am I, am I in? You're, you're in. Did you're I in. make it? You made it. Welcome Sweet. to the show. <laughs> you have arrived. So while have, you're loading we'll this up. We'll get you a t-shirt. Don't how, worry. How long has, uh, has this project taken to get this dragon together? That's the person right there. Yeah. That, is that oh amazing? Goodness. You have that guy standing there. It's like Whoa. massive. Yeah. Take that PTO. <laughs> I don't have enough. Make some up. I'll, yeah. I'll have to pretend. Okay, so wait, somebody asked me a question about uh, how long. Years. How long has uh, has a uh, project like that taken? I've been working on FantasyCon for over five years, and it'll be six years by the time of the convention. Wow. And yes, I've wanted to quit many, many, many times. Mm-hmm. This is this is like this is like a true, honest to God labor of love right here. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's. It, you know, I, there was a podcast I did a while back, and they asked, and he said, you know, you kind of feel like you have to do it, and I've never thought of it that way, and I really couldn't stop. Mm-hmm. I, the, these people, these brilliant artists who are writing the novels and uh, creating the games and creating the movies that we watch, mm-hmm. right, they're affecting our culture as much as the Roman and Greek mythology and gods of the, you know, the, the ancient times 2,000 years ago. They're... They're shaping our culture and our society, and we're not paying any attention to them. Mm-hmm. I've been to San Diego Comic-Con and Comic-Cons all over the world, and they all have one thing in common. Well, three things, vendors, celebrities, and panels. Yeah. You take any of those things away, it's not a convention. And there's 600 of those, right? And I saw this gigantic world. I went to the big one, the San Diego one, mm-hmm. and the people who created that world for everyone were tucked away, hidden, in a back corner. And I'm like, holy crap. This whole world exists because of those people, yet they're pushed to the back, and all the commercial sales stuff is pushed into the mainstream area. So when I built FantasyCon, the six years of building it was I traveled all over the country and out, creating relationships with the top fantasy uh, celebrities and artists from all over the world and authors. Mm -hmm. Um, And I told them my vision and my goal is to bring the artwork and the artists of these amazing people to the forefront to, to reconnect the people to the artwork that's shaping our culture. Right. 
So then that I was mean, a long way of answering the question, by the way. That was great. That was a good answer. No, it's a, oh, a good because I, I was really curious about because um, about this because they told me earlier today that you know the artwork is basically the money almost front and center here. So I mean, who are some of the the highlights? Who are going to be the, who's like be the, the, the masterwork artists? Yeah, we call the, them. So yeah. we call them fantasy con masterwork artists. And I told the artist this. I said, hey, make it family friendly because mm-hmm. I want everybody to go, not just some. And then I said, two. It has to be the minimum dimensions of four feet by six feet. Okay. Oh, wow. And I chose that large... Uh, you guys saw some of the paintings when you came oh, yeah. to the office. Oh, what did, they were... What did you think? They were, they were amazingly amazing. detailed. Well, and then I watched the, the Fox... They were uh, Collins' morning, or the, the morning show that you did on 13 with... Uh, he, is it Heather's? Heather Tire, the angel. That angel painting. Oh, my gosh. I mean, the, what, the little video you showed us was amazing. But just seeing the full painting, because you could only see bits and parts, that is amazing, and it's huge. Well, even the, the newscaster, fella and gal, they were yeah. blown away. They were after the, after the, the what is it, an airing or yeah. the television appearance ended. Yeah. They, they were supposed to run on, and they had to get called over because they were still asking questions. Mm-hmm. They were literally yeah. enamored by it. They were just fascinated. Yeah, it's, and it's beautiful. And then you had uh, Brahms' Last Valkyrie, uh-huh. which is a, an amazing painting as well. So if... If that's just a few examples, just any other paintings is just going to be astounding. Yeah, Christophe Valchet will be there. He's worked on Treasure Planet. He's doing uh, Transformers Prime right now. He's already won two Emmys. He got nominated for a third Emmy. Donato Jean Cola is doing some Game of Thrones art. He got selected to make the calendar for all the Game of Thrones movies. Wow. Um, He'll be coming out and uh, unveiling some of his Game of Thrones art. And one thing that's really neat is Donato is going to make, from what we can tell, the world's biggest fantasy painting ever created. Tolkien fantasy painting ever created. It'll be over six feet tall by almost ten feet wide. Wow. I've seen pictures of it. You want to see a quick picture that no one's seen yet? Sure. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Computer time. Yay for computer <laughs> time. So, um, so while Josh is pulling it up, we should probably remind everyone that this is a live call-in show. So if you want to call and ask us any questions about FantasyCon, just uh, dial in 626-226-1475. Or, as always, you can shoot us an email prior to, because we always let you know what's going on the beforehand. You can send that email to info at DungeonCrawlersRadio.com and ask us your questions beforehand. Colin is also watching our uh, live chat, so if you want to chat live with him. Just go on to DungeonCrawlersRadio.com, click on Listen Live, scroll down on Blog Talk Radio, and on the bottom page, uh, there will be a chat option right down there. Just uh, sign up and subscribe. All right, I'm going to play our Amazon drop, so we'll be right, right back. I'm actually going to take off, guys, so I will see you all next week. And okay. I'm going to play our drop real quick, and then we can take a look at that picture. This next half of the interview is going to be brought to you by Amazon.com. Uh, once you're done with listening to the show, if you want to get yourself any of the other books that you've been uh, hearing about in the past few weeks, just go to the sidebar uh, located at DungeonCollegeRadio.com, clear out your cookies, enter in your search term, and shop as normal. It doesn't cost you anything extra and uh, even kicks a little bit of money back to us. So it's not entirely a selfless gesture. That's Amazon.com. This next half of All the right. interview is going to be brought to you by Amazon. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. Don't you love it? I know. It's just this, this interview is so epic. It's got to be brought to you twice, twice. by Amazon. <laughs> yes. That's what it is. It's so, well, th- that mic's open now, so Keith could just jump in there. and he, There's no sharing of, of mics. <laughs> Come on. But he... he oh. 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 What? What a what a dirtbag! It's it's a good thing oh, we we, Keith, Keith, we talked to him. No. Whoa. 
Do you guys have any time to fight now? Hey, Keith, tell them about your helicopter experience. Helicopter? You flew a helicopter today. What? <laughs> we wouldn't so that much would, call it a flight. That would be awesome. Yeah. I want to do that. <laughs> Maybe a fall. We, we went on a quadcopter thing for a GoPro together. Okay. Oh. Oh, yeah, you got yeah, to talk so about Josh the and I went on a quadcopter yeah. uh, together with a GoPro and whatnot so we could film some more epic videos, yeah. like Talk Nerdy Me and et cetera. Anyway, today was the inaugural flight of it. It just came in the mail. Uh, uh, well, I, be careful hey, there. Hey, it flew. Flight into <laughs> some walls and other things. <laughs> <laughs> Almost chopped off a baby's head. It was terrifying. <laughs> wow. That's not true. No, I made really that up. Violent. I made that up, kind of. Kind of. It's, uh, it's a tricky little sucker. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. But it's durable. Uh, yeah, it's durable. It's, uh, I, I saw it literally fly next to brick, and it like was grinding away the brick from the wall. I was like, that's terrifying. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> it flipped upside down and landed. It's still good to fly, though. So anyway, so I got a all usable video. Impressive. Yeah. Oh, we didn't. I don't think we actually filmed anything. Oh, okay. We were just more or less testing out the flight. Ready, break. Do not upgrading. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that one's awesome. Wow. And then I, blow that puppy up to, what, ten, six feet six by ten feet? Six feet by almost ten feet. I want that on my That's wall. Amazing. Here, you want to see? Yeah. Like, that is a so I want that on my back. Oh, hold on, hold on. These characters are, like, two or three feet tall. Holy oh. moly. Wow. Pretty. That is so awesome. If you guys could see this right now, You'd be you would your just pants. be having a nerdgasm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we were well, the only place you can see artwork like this. My gal and I were in Italy. And we were looking at these paintings, this is a long time ago, and yeah. I thought, why don't we do that in the U.S.? Everything in the U.S. is, you know, like I said on that uh, Fox yeah. thing, it's like a skyscraper. Build it as big, as fast, as cheap, and as profitable as oh, possible. Yeah. There's no soul, there's no time taken to really put emotion and feeling into what people create. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when I told these artists, I said, you need to represent fantasy art to the world in a way that's never been done before since ancient times and two, represent your work to the world. And they were inspired yeah. by it. And some of them have been working on these paintings. Literally, I, I got a call today from Rob Alexander saying, hey, I'm finally almost done. He's been working on it since 2009. Wow. He was the first wow. masterwork artist, and he'll probably be the last one done before the convention. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I mean, I, I kind of agree, because, I mean, if you look just drive down and look at houses, it looks like they're pretty much cookie cutter. It's like, oh, just, there you go. Oh, that's exactly that's how my one. gal would say it. Everything's yeah. the same anymore. It is. Cheap, fast, quick, and yeah. repeatable, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, and cool. fantasy art's amazing. I mean, that's one of my favorite things yeah, you, to do. Like at Gen Con, you know, when you've gone there, I've at least gone one or two you know, pictures that I can hang up on the wall. Yeah, uh, we build a castle, so Mark Poole's coming, um, Rob Alexander, Christophe Alchey, Justin Girard, Andy Steg. Uh, I think there'll be 10, 12 fa- masterwork artists from all over the world coming out, and they're going to unveil their paintings for the first time anywhere mm-hmm. uh, to the people, and it'll be at FantasyCon. We build a castle with 21-foot pillars, and literally it's just to hold the, the masterwork paintings. Wow. Then we actually build a real castle, a corner of a castle anyway, with an actual balcony. How can you have a fantasy convention without a, a king and queen, right? <laughs> yeah. Then we have two 30-foot-tall giant sentinels. You know the scene from Lord of the Rings where they hold their hands out? The, yeah. The, I think they're the Towers of Argonoth, or if I'm yeah, saying right. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to get corrected by a Tolkien fan or punched in the face if I got that wrong. <laughs> um, Someone's but right when you walk in the front doors of FantasyCon, we're going to have the lights dimmed, and you have to walk in between two 28-foot-tall sentinel statues, and that's your entrance into the world. Then you go through the castle, then you'll have a battle arena with 100 people. You know what? 
You asked me earlier. I'm going to mm-hmm. explain it this way. Somebody said, well, how are you different than Comic-Con? Yeah. Is that a good That's question? That's a, a great yeah. one. Yeah. So I'll say to myself, self, how are you different than Comic-Con? This is what I said. Comic-Con is three things, vendors, celebrities, and panels. And, and don't get me wrong, I've been going for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah. But I feel like I can go to Denver or San Diego or Chicago or New York or Arizona or Texas, and they're, they're just everywhere. There's over 600 of them. It's the same experience. Uh, vendors, celebrities, and panels. So I said, what if I took all of that away? I would still want it to be the most exciting ticket in town, and, and, and I want to eliminate a lot of the commercialism of it, right? Mm-hmm. So for the last five years, soon to be six years, I, I've done this. I said, well, let's make the world's biggest fantasy paintings ever created. And again, to answer the question, well, if you take away vendors, celebrities, and panels, what are you? Kind of like yeah. there's nothing left. Yeah. Well, let me tell you what we are. We're blacksmiths and fire blowers. We got fire approved in the Salt Palace um, in a way that's never been done before. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have, so you're going to hear a blacksmith actually pounding on steel, making weapons and horseshoes inside. We have fire breathers, um, like I said, glass blowers, uh, painters, sculptors, sculpting, um, the world's biggest dragon statue, animatro- animatronic rock monsters, um, we have elven aerialists who have their costumes made hanging from the ceiling. They're going to have a violinist that's practicing, um, going to play her music for them live. The Salt Lake Pops Orchestra is going to play Braveheart and battle music and gladiator music while the hundred people in armor fight in the battle arena, full contact, shield bashing and kicking. Um, we have other performers and musicians, a huge cosplay contest. Um, we have a fashion show, and it's all built around, like, high fantasy. Mm-hmm. So there's some of the most elaborate costumes you'll ever see. I think I showed you yeah. a picture. When yeah, you were we up saw there. a couple. On. What, it's what amazing. Did you think? It's amazing. I mean, it actually looks like something you would expect uh, an elf to wear, you know, an elven queen, the, the one drawing we saw. And it, it, you know, looking at, like, watching Lord of the Rings and seeing what the elves are wearing in there, it's like, mm-hmm. uh, wow, this is so more stunning. straight up on par with uh, oh, yeah, her name the is, High Fantasy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, her name is Rachel Domingo, and she is amazing. She actually teaches design at college right now. Mm-hmm. And she was so excited about doing something different. And that's yeah. what I think we love about it, uh, fantasy and sci-fi. It's just so different. Yeah. You can look at one scene painted and everybody paints it differently and it's the exact same scene out of a fantasy book yeah because we all have a different way we portray that image because it doesn't exist anywhere yeah and oh to finish finish it off and i'm not even scratching the surface dragon training arena archery range it goes on and on um then on top of that you'll i have vegas performers including uh, mcbride who was a headliner at caesar's palace they'll be performing live magic and performances throughout the entire area. Our goal was, and so I haven't even said, you got all that. I haven't mm-hmm. talked anything about vendors, celebrities, or panels yet. Oh, yeah. And then, so to add all that, then we just so happen to have the world's largest gathering of Tolkien and Hobbit uh, heroes in the history of the world. So when, so, we, when you say heroes... Three-fourths of the dwarves from The Hobbit, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, including Ken Stott, uh, Billy Boyd, Sean Astin, mm-hmm. uh, John Rhys-Davies, who played Gimli, we all know. Then we have Rose McGowan, and then everybody knows Simon Pegg, oh, yeah. and Summer Glau from Serenity, and mm-hmm. she's now an Arrow. The Arrow yeah. and, but the thing is, I wanted to be, they're an important part because they create the world we play in, right? Yeah, yeah they are part um, of that. So they are artists, and we want to respect that. But in all the other conventions in the world, they're, the, they're it. They're the highlight. Yeah. I want them to be just an addition to. 
Yeah. And again, not to take away from them, but I don't believe that what they do for me mm-hmm. is any more amazing than these world famous um, or giant paintings by these world famous fantasy artists. Yeah. To me, it's equally for me again. It's more so impressive. Yeah. So then that's I'm, me, though, right? No. Right. That's- then I'm, I'm, I'm then I'm really curious. Then is um, you're you're you're, list, uh, you're listing off your mastercraft uh, your artists and stuff. How, how was it then trying to convince not only the artists themselves but then like any kind of uh, sponsors or anything like that to get behind this idea? Because I'm pretty sure you ran into some like uh, who? No, I didn't. I didn't. Um, well, in the beginning, of course, it was yeah. new and it was I, I wanted it to be a museum type experience, and mm-hmm. I knew I couldn't afford that. Yeah, and. Um, so anyway, it wasn't hard. It let me let me put it this way. How relevant is fantasy and science fiction in the world today? Really re- hugely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. More more than my arm span is. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's every major movie for over 13 years running, over a decade, every mm-hmm. major movie. Um case in point, Lord of the Rings, yeah. Harry Potter, Chronicles of Narnia, Avatar, Twilight, Hobbit. It goes mm-hmm. on and on and on. Twilight might have be fantasy for the record. Yeah. But <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying, though, right? There, yeah. There, there Everything's is, influenced or in some other way um, inspired or a result of. No, exactly right. And then go to the video games. 11-plus million people pay a membership monthly in World of Warcraft to play a fantasy character of mm-hmm. some type. Mm-hmm. Then you have Magic the Gathering with tens of millions of people. Then you have uh, Dragon Age and uh, Pokemon, and a million other different things that people play. It's the clothes that we wear. It's the games that we play, the movies that we watch, uh, Marvel movies. That's fantasy. Yeah. Uh, the sci-fi. That's just space fantasy. Everything is yeah. it's shaping our culture and our society, mm-hmm. and we're not paying attention to the brilliant minds who brought this world to us. Yeah. And so we're just changing the focus and saying, hey, by the way, these people behind the curtain here, these artists and authors, mm-hmm. they made all of this possible. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that wasn't very that wasn't hard to get the artists behind that then. No, no, they were they were pretty on board because they're they're kind of snubbed in the art world, believe it or I, not. Yeah. Fantasy artists are like, Oh, well you're not a fine artist. You know what? I might get yeah, in trouble wrong. for saying this. Can I say this? <laughs> on the record, I'm gonna say it on the record. Fine art is beautiful. I love fine art too, and mm-hmm. stills, and you know, yeah, Rembrandts, and all these beautiful paintings. I've seen them, and they're they're incredible. That being said, a fantasy artist, in my opinion, is more talented. Mm-hmm. You ready for me to defend that answer? Yeah, please. Yeah, here's why. Because I've had people vehemently disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Vehemently, that's like a dragon name, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like a heavenly. Anyway, I'm done. Yep. Okay. The the fantasy artists, they have to mix. So a realist, right, uh, he paints the mountain. He takes a picture of the mountain. He takes it back to the studio, or she takes it back to her studio, and they paint the mountain. They mm-hmm. paint the bird. They paint the bowl on the table or the fruit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're painting what they see. Mm-hmm. A fantasy artist has to take reality and then completely create their own reality, and it only exists within the confines of their own mind until mm-hmm. they put it to paper. So they literally create things that don't exist. Yeah. They're fantasy and sci-fi artists are the reason we've gone to space. They're the reason we've gone to the depths of the ocean because they imagined it first. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, they literally imagined yeah. something that was not in existence. Yeah, so that's why I say fantasy artists are the premier artists of the world because they... T- so Todd Lockwood, you want to hear an interesting story? Yes, please. Yeah. So I was talking to Todd Lockwood... Um, anybody know who Todd Lockwood is? He does mm-hmm. some of the coolest dragons in D&D and fantasy the world over. Oh, yeah. yeah. And 
he, uh, I'm going to give you three creatures, and why don't you tell me which one you think he used to make the dragon wings. He looked at a lizard, a bat, a bird. Oh, four. I can't okay. count. And then the fourth one is a cat. Which one of those do you think he used to make the dragon wings? For the sculpture or just dragon wings? Just the way, he, the way you see him in all of his paintings today. And he's one of the, the foremost mm. leaguers in dragon mm-hmm. creation. I would, do you want me to give you the I things would say again? That. I, I'd say he probably used an, amalgama- an amalgamation of all four. Oh. Amalgamation. Good That's word. That's a good word. That's yeah. another dragon name, say, I think. Say it again. I think so. Say it again twice in a row. <laughs> amalgamation. Amalgamation. That was way too slow. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, though. You still won that battle. Yay! <laughs> Three experience points. Three experience points. <laughs> I'm going to mark so, that on my sheet. Okay. So. Like two and a half. Probably should see oh. the answer now, right? Yeah, we'd like to know. Use the chat. <laughs> okay. Because he looked at the bird and he said there's no way... A bird's wing structure could support that kind of weight and muscle mass. Mm-hmm. Then he looked at the bat, no way again. And then he looked at the lizard, and, and he got more of the body shape. But again, there's no wings to reference to. Mm-hmm. But when, you know when a cat puts his leg down and his big shoulder blade comes up? Yeah. Right? And he saw how much meat and bone structure was there. And, he, and just the feel and the, you know, the, a little bit of a serpentine-type look to the cat. And because of that, he... Cats were the inspiration to the dragons that Todd Lockwood draws today. That's kind of fascinating, though, really right? Cool. Yeah. It is. Huh. Okay, I'm done talking. I had never yeah. thought of that. Keep talking. <laughs> no, dragons are amazing. Uh, I, you know, we kind of had this conversation. Every culture in the world has stories about dragons, and they even go clear back to uh, what 5,000 BC. Well, yeah. you led that conversation. I was fascinated by it. I never thought of it that way, to be honest. Yeah. So it, it, it is really interesting. I mean, you know, South America, Africa, um, the Persians, the Egyptians. Get that guy over here. Well, I told him he can come on over. Jason. Yeah. Come <laughs> on. You, know, you handsome fellow. What are you not? I know you want to sit down. For? Every culture this, this is a good known in history right yeah, <laughs> it has dragons in it, and it's just something that's amazing. And it's never left our culture. It's always been there. And I don't think it'll ever die. I think it's something that will probably outlast the t- t- you know, time, mm-hmm. to be honest. Well, when is there ever a time a dragon doesn't make sense? I mean, you can see one flying in outer space around Jupiter, and you'd be like, yeah, that kind of works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but is that just me? Well, yeah. No. I mean, no. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure you could probably see uh, dragons in outer space. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. The helmet might be weird. <laughs> Maybe. Wait, wait. This is a good chance for Jason to chime in. Jason, hey. what do you think about that comment? The, you might want to turn turn the mic a bit so it's okay. Great. Yeah, um, that one's very not very uh, sensitive, so you got to be up real okay, close. Okay, great. Uh, just showing my Godzilla nerdiness here. Gaijer the three-headed monster was a three-headed dragon from outer space. Yes. What? So there you go. See, yeah, there, there you go. There we go. You are awesome. <laughs> Welcome, work. welcome, Jason. <laughs> See, first coming in, you're already you're good, you're yeah, solid. No, I, I I can sit right in. Don't worry. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> nope. But wasn't there like an entire movie? Well, a section of that same movie where him and Godzilla pretty much played volleyball with a boulder. That was uh, and then Godzilla got... versus Monster Zero. Okay. Yeah. Which was wow. Second. Yeah. I, I'm a Godzilla. Dude's got geek cred. Yeah. Yeah. Godzilla's yes, amazing. They, they played volleyball with a boulder. 
And then Mothra like sprayed webbing on him, and then they started yeah. laughing yeah. at each other. Yeah. yeah. So what did you think of the newest Godzilla movie? Out of curiosity. Me, I, I actually really enjoyed it. There wasn't a ton of Godzilla, which they kind of teased you up until the oh. very end, which was a little frustrating. That was so annoying. Closing yeah. the door. You see, you see Godzilla, and then a door closes or something. Yeah. They switch scenes. It's like, come on! Yeah, yeah but <laughs> when they finally got to the point where you get to see Godzilla, that was just... No, they didn't disappoint. Yeah, when, spoilers, I guess, everybody's seen it, but when he gets ready to blow his fire... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. ...holding my fist and acting like an idiot in the movie theater and embarrassing my uh. wife. <laughs> It was no different than, you know, in Pacific Rim where she's like, oh, we got a sword. And the guy's like, we got a sword? Everyone's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like Voltron <laughs> came to mind right then. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. A great. Yeah, good stuff. So, no, I, you know, it, it's really cool what you guys are doing. You know, you, you have a point there. Every con you go to around the country is the same. You know, and you guys are bringing something to the table that no one out there has. But everyone wants. That everyone wants. I could go into the, I can say this pretty quickly, the three things that make fantasy, con, well there's four, but the three pillars are this. It's to focus on the artwork and the artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, the people that are shaping our society and the culture in a way that has never been done before, we're putting the spotlight back on them who deserve it. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, I grew up really, really poor out in farm country. I could never go on vacations. None of my friends could go on vacations. And when I say poor, you know, duct tape holding windows shut poor. We didn't have money. Right, mm-hmm. and so we just didn't go on vacations. I was in Kansas, so we still shot guns and blew stuff up because that's what you do in Kansas. But we didn't go anywhere. We didn't do anything. And as I got older, and I could go on vacations. I thought that's kind of a tragedy because the majority of people will never have the budget to go to Disneyland yeah. or to go to a big Six Flags and take that. Most people won't do that. And I kind of thought that was BS, to be honest. And so, to quote Gandhi for a minute, "Be the change you seek in the world." Right. Mm-hmm. So I said I wanted FantasyCon to not be affordable for just some, but to be affordable for everyone. That way everybody can have this world-class, life-changing, creative, imaginative experience. And the last part is I wanted it to be immersive. Everything is buy it or don't touch it. Everywhere you go, buy it or don't touch it. Buy it or don't touch it. I said, well, I want people to be able to interact. So even our celebrities have jumped on with us. So you want a sneak peek of one of the things that will happen in panels? Sure. So yeah. some of the dwarfs in the movie The Hobbit have agreed to select people from the audience and go up on stage and reenact scenes <laughs> from the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit movies. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. And then we're going to do some Whose Line Is It Anyway with some oh, of the other Lord of the Rings nice. and Hobbit celebrities. So I got a great idea. If they do the troll scene again, you're one of the trolls. Oh, thanks. Of course. <laughs> well, see, I thought he was pointing to me. No, 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 no. You'll probably be along Look there with me. Okay, I'll, I'll troll with you. All right. We'll troll. Yeah, there you go. And then see, just be with William Kirchner because he was one of the trolls you're set. Okay. I mean, you've already t- yeah. interviewed him. I've chatted with him. He's a good guy. Let me throw one more sure. thing. So the last, and this is really the soul of what FantasyCon is, it's doing something good. This world has become very separate. Very, mm-hmm. The very same technology that unites us separates us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of a hug, you get a text message. Instead of being there in person, you Skype. Instead of, you know, uh, talking or being on the phone, whatever it is, you get an email. Um, you go through a cash register line, and you don't even talk to a single person. You drive through a drive-thru. You drive through a bank teller line. Yeah. My gal is always like, go into the, you know, let's go through the drive-thru. I'm like, nope, babe, I'm going to go talk to people. <laughs> nice. Because we, why do you think people walk on by when muggings happen? Yeah. And one of the things that really connects people is art and, and creation. It, it, it sparks conversations 
in a way that very few things can. So the, the soul of, of FantasyCon is uniting people, and that's why we're really involved with Make-A-Wish Foundation, which we strongly support. We've been at every one of their March events, um, and we are opening up Wednesday night. Not everybody knows this yet, but we're opening a really special night for all the Angels Hands kids and Make-A-Wish Foundation kids and a whole bunch of other charities. Because for some of these kids, and it's a, it's a really special night because... For some of them, this will be the only experience with fantasy and imagination they will ever have before they pass on from this world. Wow. You know, maybe they have a few weeks or a few months left, and that's all they get. Mm-hmm. And they they can't go to Disneyland because of physical limitations. They don't have enough money, or their health conditions won't let it. So Wednesday night is a very special night. It's just for them. We'll have the Salt Lake Pops Orchestra playing. All the performers, a lot, some celebrities are coming out, and we're gonna treat it just as special or for me, it's a little bit more special than any other night. Mm-hmm. And when we unveil that dragon for those little kids, and for some of them, that will be the greatest. I, I got little ones, so I get a little misty-eyed when I talk about this. That will be that dragon will be the only dragon they ever see. The yeah. princesses, the knights, the wizards. Yeah, we're gonna bring those books and movies that they don't get to see ever to life for those how special is that That's and amazing. what an amazing opportunity to even say that we even get to be a small part of it that to me is the soul of what fantasy con is that's great that is awesome so then um then curious is are so are all the proper people contacted or if somebody needs to be or wants to get in on that action how, how would somebody be involved with that how could somebody get involved with that? like the charity groups yeah so right now we're we're pretty much at capacity as far as I because we have I think seven or eight different groups and maybe we've even allow, tried to figure out a way to allow a few more mm-hmm. uh, because one thing we have to be careful of is we can't have too big of crowds yeah. because of safety issues yeah. I mean one little fella he's had two hundred broken bones oh wow so imagine yeah. and and the kid still smiles he's still happy but two hundred broken bones I mean that yeah oh. I whined like a baby I played basketball for the first time in fourteen months and I could barely walk right now I had a surgery on my shoulder that basically kept me out of commission for a while yeah I mean we have nothing to complain about that right. that kid's the real hero yeah I mean it just blows my mind the strength and power that these little ones have oh my yeah. gosh yeah that is great so then um I, I presume then there will also be like uh, photos posted on uh, oh, fantasy, fantasycon.com or uh, fantasycon yeah. Yeah. Has a, fa- a Facebook page and stuff of all that because I'd love to be able to see the look on some of those children's faces when they get to see that. Oh, you you and me both. Time. I hope I can keep it together. You know, I've probably cried a handful of times in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, for me, I'm a religious fellow, so for me it's either my testimony or it's my, my family. It does it to me. It just yeah. messes me up. and. I've had broken bones and stitches and third-degree burns, and I turn into the biggest pansy in the world mm-hmm. when I get around my little girls. I don't know how they did it, but they just... It happens. They turn me into oatmeal. I understand. <laughs> yeah. They have superpowers. They, that's they their, look, that's they, their superpowers. They look at you, they cock their head just a little bit, and just kind of pout that lip, and you're just like putty. Oh. Right? Yeah. Done. And then they give I, you I a little squint. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that, how they do it. That's what gets me with my daughter. She just gives me... She like just looks straight in my eyes, and she just gives me a squint like... I know you're lying to me. Well, she also stabs you in the ear. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> he brought it back out of the sentimental moment. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Oh, hug and ear stabbing. Yep. Well, that, that and when she walks around with her LARP dagger and stabs mom or grandma nice. going, says, Die! Die! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That just... 
That just makes me tear up a little bit. My little girl. <laughs> My son just gets real nice. Oh, oh wow. Oh, oh. That was hurtful. Whoa. <laughs> um, you need a shield. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. no. Plus two. You need hey, a shield. They've got a blacksmith. There you go. Actually, I, that's one of the things I am most excited about. You should see. So a fellow named Richard Prazen mm-hmm. has been working for hundreds and hundreds of hours, mm-hmm. and he's built a dragon sculpture that is, oh, mercy, I think it's 200, 300 pounds, and he's, he hammered every single piece into place. Wow. And I'm going to show you a picture. I get to show all these pictures. I get to geek out with you. It's kind of nice. Well, that's kind of our specialty, I think. Oh, yeah. Is that we're the place where I, people I, can go geek out. Yes. Okay, you want to see it? Yes, yes, let's yes, see please. this. So, so that, right. that's a full-size garage door to give you an idea of and, the dragon. And that's that just the head. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's the sculpture. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, go ahead, share it with your Wow. Friends. I'm just seeing it from a distance, and that thing is that. huge. So shiny. And he hammered each yeah, piece. every single scale. If you go on to fantasycon.com and you click on the YouTube link wow. and look up Richard Prazen's video, I actually think we posted on our Facebook at fantasycon.com on Facebook. Okay. Um, I'm doing a lot of plugs right there. Yeah. Nice work, John. <laughs> yes. But you go and uh, you look up Richard Prazen and watch what he's done. They did a, a little mini documentary. A really talented film guy named Dan McBride mm-hmm. uh, made a film of Richard Prazen and he's sculpting and grinding and you can see how big it is next to a human being, it's mind-blowing. And he actually takes one scale, hammers it, and puts it into place and just duplicate that for the entire thing over hundreds and hundreds wow. and hundreds of hours. And he made it for FantasyCon. Oh, it's wow. pretty cool. Wow. We'll get that video reposted right now so viewers can check it out. There you go. You guys can go check it out. in real time. Yeah, yeah right? That's you guys are legit. This is why we have multiple... At- <laughs> I knew you were legit when I came in here and I saw more cords on the table than actual tables. <laughs> I see 65% cord and 35% table. Yeah, we can Did I get still, my statistics right? Yeah, about, about right. About right yeah. I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah. This is actually a light night. Six, out of, six out of nine ports, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's all taped down. Yeah, we taped it down. We want to try to make it look, look at least somewhat presentable and nice. <laughs> hey, can I put Jason on the spot? Go ahead. Yes. Hey, hey, Jason. How you doing? I'm good, Josh. How are you? Hey, not too bad. <laughs> so, question for you. Sure. So, you've been involved with FantasyCon for a while. Mm-hmm. What is FantasyCon to you? Ooh, deep question. You know, for me, and you kind of talked about it, it's the experience that I'm most excited about. And while I, I built up my nerd cred with the Godzilla comment, I'm going to bring it back down because I've never been to a con mm-hmm. before. And everybody's like, oh, my oh my gosh. Um, so, where are you yeah. going to FantasyCon? Because... Uh, I want to see it. I mean, I, I, it's the experience about it. Like to me, like going to a, a, a regular con wasn't all that enticing because like you said, it's see the celebrities, um, look at the vendors and, and you know, that's, that's basically it. And for me, I didn't want to personally drop, you know, 40, 50 bucks on seeing that when I can't, when I can just watch a movie if I want to see the celebrity. For, so for me, it's going in there and, and seeing, the world that's created, you know, like going to a Universal Studios or a Disney or something like that, seeing all the world that's been created. Plus, I'm kind of excited about the battle arena 
and I, I'm excited to see people beat each other up with, uh, you know, blunted swords and everything. That's something that I'm, I'm really excited about. And the artwork, too, is um, just something that I, I think really sets it apart from all the other um, conventions that I've, I've seen and seen advertised. So for me, it's, it's mostly the experience about it. So. Nice. Okay. All right. So that kind of brings up a question. So, sure. Because you guys are kind of opening up the battle arena to like a free play where people can come in that aren't actors or pe- correct or no? Yes, yes and no. Okay. You can go in there and well, yes, but there, we got to be careful. You know what yeah. we don't want is everybody going out there with shivs and going at it, right? Yeah. That that could get a little awkward. <laughs> we we want to yeah. try to control no real blood happening yes. in the battle arena, but. Uh, we'll go out there, and yeah, battle groups can happen. You'll get your shield and your swords, and you and friends can actually go at it to the Braveheart music or whatever music we're playing and kick some butt. I I don't ever see that being a bad thing. So these are real blunted swords, not like foam swords? No, no, swords. so they're, they're um, like there's a group called Bella Garth, and um, 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 I forget the other one. I always forget it. I'm not going to say it. Now they're going to beat me up. But the... Uh, they have foam swords and okay. foam shields, more right. like the LARP stuff. Okay, yeah. Um, so, because, I mean, yeah, blunted real swords would probably get hurt. really messy really <laughs> yeah. fast. They could, they could still break an but arm. But the cool yeah. thing is about these Belagar fellas, they, they go at it. Like, oh, they'll yeah. run and drop kick someone in the shield. And they actually consider it more of a sport than actual, like, pretend gaming mm-hmm. um, or, you know, reenacting type stuff. They actually go out there and just beat the tar out of each other. And that's it. They just beat each other up, <laughs> reset, beat each other up, and I've never been unimpressed. Wow. <laughs> All right. I'm so excited about who, this. Who hasn't wanted to just go? And they're coming from all over the country, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Wow. From all over the place. California, North Dakota, Wyoming, from the East Coast, uh, Central States. They're all traveling out here literally to be a part of it. For them, it's kind of like... We've been summoned as gladiators to perform in the arena and entertain the people. That's literally, they, w- they said, if you will let us fight, we will come. Nice. And that was, that was the stipulation. They, there was nothing more magical mm-hmm. than that. They're like, will you let us fight in the arena? And I said, yes. <laughs> and I told them how much. And they said, we need to fight more than that. And I said, okay. And they said, we will come. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. How do you argue about that? Right? No, it was awesome. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that they'll, they'll actually do the solution. For those about to die, we salute you. I want to see that now. Oh, yeah, that would be kind of fun. And they're gonna, and we're not just, it would be boring if they just go out there and start fighting, right? Yeah. So we've actually hired bagpipers and drummers to actually play the pipes, and they'll march into the arena, and they'll have a herald, like, announce the battles, and then they'll just go at it. And they'll do things like uh, one game they talked about playing is Capture the Flag. But they got to get their flag to the other side of the battle arena mm-hmm. with a hundred people trying to, you know, cut them down and chop them down while they're trying to make wow. it across. Wow, that's amazing. That's well, if there's hundred people in it, that kind of says how large this arena is going to be. So, wow, man, mm-hmm. you need you need that's someone. There's of... never ever. I've spent the last six years making sure that this convention. There's never been anything done we mm-hmm. done like it ever in the world. We spent yeah. three months. Just making sure our logo is unique and different. Three yeah. months. Wow. And well done. Yes. It is a very impressive logo. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's awesome to point that out and be like, I'm kind of a part of this. Oh, I, you're really. a part of it. We're all a part of it yeah. because it's our world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I'm, I'm also the token geek in my job in my work. So nice. You know, <laughs> respect. Yeah. So. Uh, do you guys have any, like, are you just planning anything else for, uh, you know, uh, future fantasy cons, or are you still kind of 
sucked into getting this the one, first getting one done. This one launched off and started. Oh yeah, we already have. We're already. They're already making paintings for 2015. All right. Because wow. it takes years and years. Yeah. So they've been working on it for years, but they weren't able to get it done for this one. So they're going to have to launch those paintings in 2015. And every year we will build the world's biggest paintings, and they'll get more and more amazing. And a lot of these artists said, "I will make one painting this size and never again." And literally. They come and they give they when they deliver the painting or it's mailed out, they are so emotionally taxed and drained because to be a real artist, a real powerful and successful artist, they put their emotions. I mean, to them, it's as precious. I've actually heard artists say they're as precious to me as my own children. Wow, that's that's saying something yeah, a lot, is. you know. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, no, it's happening year after year. We've actually been approached already by two other countries. Who would like FantasyCon to come to their countries? Wow! Oh wow! That's how do you cool. how do you plan on getting something like that out there then? Boat. Boat. <laughs> <laughs> Can a boat carry the dragon? Probably. <laughs> Have you seen some of those shipping tankers? Oh yeah, I, I guess they, they can on carry a lot of those Utah. Shipping yeah, they, yeah. They, those big ones. I forgot about those big tankers. Giant ones. Yeah. Hey, Keith is back. Keith has returned. This show just got ten times better. I know. Twenty five percent better. <laughs> Keith is quite the two, humble fellow. Yeah, little bit. Two point. Oh, oh, he went back there. Well, see, he, he's already been on the show, so he he feels comfortable right. enough because Lagoon was a loudmouth last time. Right. Oh wait, hey, you yeah. want to you want to hear something else? That's kind of neat. Yeah, let's go ahead. So you want to hear it? Yes, yeah. let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, so who's the main Hobbit from Lord of the Rings? It's, uh, well, it's either Bilbo or Frodo. Which one? Your choice. Well, it's Frodo. Okay. If you're going off yeah. most Let's of go it. with Frodo. All right. So how cool would it be if Frodo Baggins was mixing music in a concert? That would be awesome. That would be... <laughs> okay. Frodo Baggins, or Elijah Wood, is mixing music and is DJing a concert. Um, mm-hmm. Never been done before with Fantasycon or anything like it, convention-wise, and, and the planet. <clears throat> so Wednesday night in, in the evening, um, we're having a concert, and it's... Super limited supply on tickets. We're doing it at the complex. Yeah. Elijah Wood is going to be DJing a concert. So you're going to be sitting there talking to your friend, <laughs> looking over. Then you're going to look over to your right, and there's going to be Frodo Baggins mixing vinyl <laughs> on the stage. That's going to be awesome. Right? Yeah. That's amazing. That rocks, huh? You can't get better than that. No. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't know if Samwise came up to him and kept saying, Come on, come on, we've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go up Mount I'll, Doom. I'll carry you, Mr. Frodo. Yeah. yeah. That, that would actually be, that would actually probably make it even more epic as if uh, that would be cool. Yeah. If, if Sean yeah. Astin carries uh, Elijah <laughs> Wood up to oh, up onto the stage, do you know how that great would be that would be? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then when he gets I, done, I'm gonna he ask him to see off. if we can do that. All I'm right. gonna ask Sean Astin <laughs> and have them reenact the scene. Yeah. He's like, I can't make it. He's like, Well, I can't carry it, but I can carry you. Yeah. And then he'll carry, and they'll be talking like a giant vinyl. Yeah. Yeah, and then he play awesome. some, uh, and then he drops like, it, and, and then, then the bass drops. We go. Oh, that would be awesome! <laughs> yeah, right. uh, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think on that, that note, so the amazing ideas we have on this show. I think, I think on that note, the re- this next hour is going to be brought to you by Audible.com. So do you want a free pod or not podcast? Sorry, let me try that again. <laughs> so do you want a free audio book? I know I do. So if you go to AudiblePodcast.com forward slash Dungeon Crawlers Radio, 
or even easier, just click on the Audible link on your uh, on our homepage. You can sign up for your free audiobook today. Now, this isn't just a selection of five pre-selected books for you. This is a selection of literally thousands of professionally recorded audiobooks. Audible podcast for you. Awesome. You you do, you you're still speechless over that, I'm aren't good. you? I'm good. Joe is like he's just he's like on cloud nine here. We just totally totally just <laughs> set up like the most amazing scene Hit ever. Hit pleasure center right yes. there. You're welcome. Yeah. If, if this really happens, we can all just say you're welcome. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, I I really like that. Where, where's uh? You can I'm, send us presents and gifts. Yes, yeah, presents and gifts. Uh, just give me some tickets to Hogel Zoo so I can go right to the gorilla exhibit and high five it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I get. I, I, no, see, that's that's. You need to change now. You need to find a grizzly to punch. Face punch. Why would I face punch? I that's love grizzlies. Why would, why would I punch a beautiful grizzly bear? Why does he want to high five a gorilla? Because why not? Of high fiving and a gorilla All right. combined into one. Okay, well, come on, Aquaman, face punched a, a polar bear and a grizzly. Why can't you? Because I'm better than Aquaman. All right. So, that works. Do you want, do you want to get, do a fist bump to a, to a grizzly? I could live with that. Okay. I All right. There we go. All right. Fair so enough. then uh, I guess uh, should we take our break? We'll take a song break and we'll return and we can talk some more about FantasyCon. That's right. So uh, right after the break, more FantasyCon. Word. Yeah. Word. Guy named Joe. Lagoon. Sakura. Colin. Little Ben. No Ben. No Ben. dead to us. <laughs> no, he left. <laughs> it's Tundra Crawler Straight Up. Where did I put the song? I can't find the songs. What it's I okay, I got it. This is the you song haven't? that never ends. Oh. Get nerdy with me. Tell me what game that you get on. Is it card or What kind of class do you play, girl? In an RPG. I know what them elf girls need From WoW to Emmy I'm going through the hours online straight now You make it hard to leave Bring to me to look Do you speak my language? Your elf ears don't need explaining All I really need for you to do is Just please Talk nerdy to me Talk nerdy to me Cause I know with me you get sore Turn strength to Hogwarts I'm pretty sure I'm you cast a curse girl Of the imperious one Bring to Comic Con, hope you speak my language Your Harley Quinn don't need explaining All I really need for you to do is Just please talk nerdy to me Talk nerdy to me Cool girls to get with me Just have my clan tag Bring a high KD Cause the headshots we'll be making We'll be topping the team 
or Magic the Gathering. Deck on deck, like Twilight, yeah, I ain't touching your neck. No, I got nerd friends, but the friends with respect. I can qualify a man without breaking a sweat. And I wanna hear issues, yeah, I'm talking about your comments. Cause the fact of the matter ain't no go better than a girl that talks about electronics. For us to get along, just tell me Luca got it wrong. Cause clearly in Star Wars, first shot was made by Han. Love yeah. the enterprise, now I speak the language. You go try, don't need explaining. All I really need for you to do is just teach. Talk nerdy to me. I can tell. When you were just a young girl
Welcome back. And we're back. This is Revan. It's guy named Joe. This is Lord Flagoon. This is Colin. And Zakora is talking shop. Yeah, Zakora is in the zone right so, now. So, welcome back to I, Judge Cars Radio. We are going to continue uh, talking with Josh about Fantasy Con. Uh, we had a couple songs. Uh, if you notice, so, one of those was uh, Talk Nerdy to Me uh, that Keith Allen did. So uh, Shameless plug. Yes, very shameless. <laughs> Check it out. It's we'll awesome. Talk, we'll talk, you know, yeah, the video is amazing. I mean, if if you're a geek anywhere, you, some portion of geekdom that tickles your funny bone is in that video. That's right. So, and that, Keith's that so pleasure center again, right oh, there. Yeah, he is. He's a quality dude, Keith. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot. Well, it's re- we had him on the show last week, and we were, we were kind of chatting before, and he like jumped on, and I guess he was listening to what we were saying, and then he just like throws in his two cents on the things we were talking about, and it was it was great. Like yeah. nasty. Did you know he's going to talk store? nerdy at Fantasy Con? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what he that. mentioned. That yeah. Which day is really that going to be on? You know, I don't know the answer to that question. Okay, it's one of them. <laughs> that's either what, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. Oh, <laughs> a little bit of mystery. So, so now you have to now you have yeah, to go right. to all three days. You have to. Yeah. Oh man! I, I'm really curious about. I like the tattoo on your right wrist. Oh well, thank but you. You got to be careful sometimes when you ask about tattoos. Good story or bad story? Oh no! So no, it's a perfectly good good story. I just decided that because those are know, dice, right? Yeah. yeah, those are yeah eight sided dice, and I wanted something that was absolutely significant because I I because I, I don't I don't like putting any kind of ink on me that's not significant in some way. You love the art of it. Yeah, I do. I really, really do. And I always wanted something around my wrist and something with a dragon because I just because um, I mean like fa- fantasy is not necessarily my thing, but I do like dragons. Because you can see them anywhere, you can see them pop up in anywhere, and it's like you just said earlier, and it's like usually all right, you know, perfect explanatory. So I talked to the artist, and he said, "Yeah, let's do this, this this kind of shadow dragon around the wrist." And I'm like, "But I love gaming so much." And I'm like, "Can we do something with dice that like nobody video game or D and D gaming? D&D, or I love all it all. gaming, all of it. Okay. I love I love all of it. And so it's like, but I love role playing games, D and D especially." And I'm like, I gotta have something that, you know, dice that no one else has, and something that was significant. So I'm like thinking, it's like, oh, no one has eight-sided dice on them. Let's go with that. And then I'm thinking, it's like, okay, let's take this a step further. I'm like, okay, can we? Is there some way we can do it in my birthstone, which is amethyst? And he's like, well, they don't have an amethyst color, but I'm pretty sure I can make that for you. And so showed him a picture of amethyst dice, and he says, like, okay, let's do this. And so then he, we put it on eight and two, which is the year I was born, and then. The rest of his history. There you go. There you go. It's a good story. I it like the stories cool story. of tattoos. Yeah. Yep. However, uh, if you're going to do something around your wrist, I would say they don't tell you how bad it hurts when you get it. Because, like, around <laughs> the top of the wrist, just fine. But as soon as they get near the palm of the hand, right there, oh, the nerve endings is, start getting right there. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's a uh, It does fist not clenching. tickle your funny bone. No, it was a fist clenching about yeah. 30 minutes when he wow. was putting all that in. I'm like, ah! I saw this gal, she had a tattoo, and I thought, it was, okay, I was like, okay, that's kind of a cute tattoo, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it was like a little sunflower, but it was on her big toe, and it was on top of the tendon on her big toe. Oh! oh. You know what? That had to suck. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of cuteness for a lot of suck. Mm-hmm. That's probably why it was so small. That, huh? That's probably why it was yeah, so but small. I mean, it was like, you know, because she was kind of a skinnier gal, so yeah. it, you could see the tendon on top of the big toe there. Yeah. And it was, I mean, they had to be drilling right into that tendon to make oh. that tattoo. I, wow. Yeah. And so oh. far, all of mine are in the, like, the meaty, not as painful portions. I got one on my uh, right bicep, one on my left calf, and uh, one on my pectoral. pectoral. Yeah. Pectoral is a good word. Yeah. I was going to say the other word. But <laughs> Around the whole table when he said pectoral, everybody's like, respect the pectoral. Yeah. We were all like nodding our heads. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, that, one's, that one's my daughter's feet. So. Yeah. Nice. That, that, yeah. That's straight respect right there. Yeah, respect. Yeah. Respect. <laughs> all right, so to get back to the fantasy, uh, fantasy con. Um, so uh, and I know you can't really necessarily give out a whole bunch of details about... I usually do, and everybody yells at me from the marketing department, but oh, okay. I'm kind of a hard-on-my-sleeve guy. Okay, nice. good. No, this is a good thing, then. So, I mean... You, you can't talk about that. No. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, I'm just kind of curious, because you said that while panels and celebrities and vendors and stuff are going to be brought to, you know, I don't want to say necessarily rescinded, but they're just not the focus. But I'm sort of curious, is can you give us some insight on... You know, what kind of panels we can expect to see? Oh, mercy. Larry, where are you? He's our head of programming. Okay. <laughs> let, let, you know, why don't I do this? Why don't I lead in with talking a little bit about Larry? Larry is an amazing human being. He's a talented filmmaker. I think he just graduated from school in that. And he has been speaking. He actually just, they flew him out to Germany for the OneRing.net. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an author on there and contributor. They flew him out there to do a panel in Germany for HobbitCon, believe it or not. So he, he, he <coughs> wow. oh, mercy. he's that choked up about it. <laughs> yeah. It's an emotional experience. <laughs> <laughs> he's been a, uh, a contributor and I can't talk. Why don't you guys talk amongst no, yourselves? No, he's got a thing of water <laughs> in front of him. They brought it to me. I no, had no problem. So they're kicking my butt. Wow. No, I... So, uh, I don't know what to say at the moment. My brain is one blank now. <laughs> no, you had something. Oh, I had back. something, and then I I'm lost back. it, but he's back. Back in the game. <laughs> <laughs> so Larry has uh, been going to um, San Diego Comic-Con for over 15 years, and he's also been part of Dragon Con for about the same period of time, and he's been uh, writing their panels and helping create the show and moderating. Mm-hmm. So... I literally had let go of the person that was doing our programming, um, mainly because, and it wasn't bad, they're still part of the team, I just had to move them because they, they just didn't quite get it. Okay. 24 hours later, Larry walks up to our front door and says, hey, do you need anybody that's involved with programming? And it was literally the next day. And it wasn't just like a guy that knows how to program, it's a guy that's been working on two of the biggest, if not the biggest conventions in the world yeah. for over a decade or 20 years combined. And I said, oh, okay. You can you, be a part of the team, I guess. I guess. Twisted my arm. Okay. No, but he's an amazing guy, and he's writing some of the coolest panels. Doctor Who will be giving a panel. Sylvester McCoy. Yeah. Um, Summer Glau. He, we got all these girls who kick butt. It's kind of a trend right now. Yeah. You think of Brave, girl kicks butt. Frozen, some girls kick butt. Yeah. Um, Hunger Games, girls kicking butt. My wife loves girls that kick butt. Every time a girl gets on TV and she's kicking some butt, my wife gets this big grin on her face. My wife's a farm girl. She's tough, mm-hmm. right? 
And uh, like they say, you're you're only as strong as the woman behind you, right? Yeah. My woman's a strong gal, right? And anyway, she loves chicks that kick butt, and so we're doing a panel with Renee O'Connor, kicks some butt, uh, the Serenity gal being there, and a bunch of the other female uh, leads who have had you know kind of tough roles. We're going to talk about that. Nice. Um, there'll be a panel with the dwarves from Lord of the Rings, and yes, they're going to sing the Misty Mountains song. Wow. Nice. How can you go wrong with that? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And. Um, a lot of creative panels, too. So um, have you ever heard of Troll 2? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Troll 2. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so you guys so mentioned this, and the, I went and watched it. the main actors, it. and um, it, maybe we should know here in a day or two the directors, but the actors are going to come from all over the country from Troll 2 and do a panel on FantasyCon. Oh. But then we'll have artists do panels on different levels of art, like master level being, you know, master level painter and moderate and sketch classes. Mm-hmm. And the Salt Lake Pops Orchestra is going to talk about playing fantasy music. Uh, the guy who helped um, help the director of the the music for the Lord of the Rings movies, mm-hmm. yeah. um, he'll be there and he'll talk about what it was like to write the music and create the music wow. for the movies. So again, it, nothing. There's not going to be this sitting around. Um, not doing much. It's going to be really interactive, really involved, and really engaging, full with pictures and shows and presentations, and really involving the people from the audience. Does that help a little bit? It yeah. does. Now, I have a question because you're talking about panels. Now, there are some of the other cons, that, you know, there's specialty panels where you have to have another admission ticket to get into those. Are, are you going to have that, or is it going to be something separate? Or, or so, so are you asking if is there, I'm going to charge you every time you go to any panel? Well, no, not any panel. The, the, you know, like, like the, the, the Hobbit panel. one or the orchestra one. Oh, okay, one. like Simon Pegg. Yeah, or panel. Simon Pegg. So, so remember I, I said earlier, I don't like it when you get nickel to nine for everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, every single thing that I could make free. I mean, obviously, we couldn't do the merchandise. I have no control over celebrities and autographs. The only thing I could control was getting them to come down on pricing as mm-hmm. much as possible. Yeah. Um, and then the last one was um, uh, the food. I have no control over food. I, in fact, that's all government run. Yeah. Uh, you have no say in anything to do with food um, at the Salt Palace. That being said, every single thing at the convention, um, other than the vendors and those things we talked about, mm-hmm. is free. There's no charge. I, I feel like it takes away from the magic. Every time you're like, oh, that's so exciting, reach for my wallet. Yeah. Oh, that looks so cool. I want to shoot an arrow, reach for my wallet. Yeah. Oh, I want to go sit in the battle arena and watch a fight and listen to the music and hear the orchestra play, reach for my wallet. Yeah. I said, no, eliminate everything. And the team, uh, not the team, but some marketing people were like, you could monetize this, you could monetize this. And I said, no, my goal is not to monetize everything. I want to people to connect to the art. Mm-hmm. in a way that's never been done before. And one of the ways that's never been done before is where you go and just fall in love with this world of mystery and imagination and creation, and you don't have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Isn't all, that pretty all powerful? All comes with the that price is. of the ticket, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, and then I guess just to help reiterate, then how much is the price of a ticket for anyone who has not been able to get one and why don't you have one out there, Internet? Why do you not have a ticket to FantasyCon? Mm-hmm. So Thursday is twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday is thirty. Saturday is forty, and a three-day pass is sixty dollars. Oh, nice. So that's, that's and I had the mindset of this. So let's say it was a family or even a couple mm-hmm. to go to Disneyland or a big theme park or Six Flags or Silver Dollar City. You're going to pay, you know, if you're going out of state, flights, hotel, food, entrance fees into the park. You're going to pay thousands of dollars, right? Yeah. yeah. So I said, well, what if people could have that kind of an experience? Obviously, without the rides, but 
you know, a million different things to engage your mind and your heart and create these amazing experiences, mm-hmm. but for a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And to have three days of crazy, amazing entertainment, and, I mean, how much is it to go on well, a date and watch a movie nowadays? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Disneyland... Just, spendy? Yeah, Disneyland for a one-day pass is 97 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you're getting in three days and doing all those amazing things for yeah. almost... What a almost third a of that? one ticket for one person to Disneyland? Yeah, yep. and you get that for your entire family. You know, one thing that's really interesting mm-hmm. uh, about FantasyCon. This is something I personally love about it, and why I chose Utah. I'm from here in Utah. Well, I'm originally grew up in farm country out yeah. in Kansas, but I've been here 15 years. This is my home. Okay. Um, I met my gal here. We have three kids here. I, you know, graduated from college here. This is home. And there's places I could do FantasyCon all over the country. I chose Utah because we are in love. We're the number one geekiest, nerdiest state oh, yeah. in the country. That, mm-hmm. I, that's a badge of honor right there. Yes. And we can call this, like we did with Sundance, and even Sundance has kind of become commercialized. But what we can do with FantasyCon is it's ours. It was created here in Utah by us, for us. And so I want people... And the years to come, like they're doing this year, this is just the beginning, mm-hmm. but to come from all over the world and bring this artwork and creativity and things and, and sculptures and amazing things that you only usually see if you go to other countries, well, by doing this here in Utah, this is ours. We yeah. can never own any, any uh, other convention like Comic-Con or anything like that because it's not ours. Yeah. Yeah. There's 600 of them. But this is ours. So what San Diego Comic-Con is to San Diego, and New York Comic-Con is to New York, right? The two big ones? Yeah. This is ours. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. So uh, comic, or Comic-Cons and cons in general need volunteers to help out. You're looking for volunteers? Yeah. So... Um, you can go to fantasycon.com. We have hundreds and hundreds of volunteers coming in, mm-hmm. and they pour in more and more every day. But you, you never really can have enough volunteers. Um, they really are the lifeblood of the convention. They make everything yeah. happen. They make the magic happen for the kids and adults alike. It's a really fun and special opportunity. Um, for that, you just go to fantasycon.com mm-hmm. and find the volunteers or information section and just click on it, and there's a little form that you can fill out. Nice. Pretty, pretty right. simple. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we have a post on our social media Yep, you guys too. can check it out on our Facebook and our Twitter feed, and uh, it's just right on there. We have some special things planned. We really want to take care of our volunteers. Yeah. We have some really neat things with some celebrities and concerts and music and, and prizes that have never been done before for volunteers. I, wow. I, I've never seen it before, and I've been yeah. going to conventions for a long time. I see. So it's, so it's, a, it's rewarding in and of itself. But, oh, then, yeah. but then to treat them, treat the volunteers especially well. Well, yeah, I, I, honestly, without the volunteers, FantasyCon wouldn't be a success. Um, it, I mean, the same goes for Comic-Con or DragonCon yeah. or GenCon. Without the volunteers, it, couldn't, it wouldn't be as successful. Right. Yeah. It, the, they are the lifeblood of the convention. Mm-hmm. So then what was it like then getting the first group of volunteers together? That's just around the subject. I was kind of curious. And it's, how were they? How were you? How were they sold on the idea? You know, uh, so it was interesting. So there was a guy who came out. Um, I forgot his name. Doggone it! Don't beat me up. Um, he said, "Yeah, I think we're gonna have six or seven people come out tonight. This is, you know, way early on." Mm-hmm. And there was like forty people that came out, 
and we're all stoked out of their minds because they said, this is what conventions are missing. That was the common thread. This is what conventions are missing. Mm-hmm. We, you know, people have been going for years and years. Larry feels the same way. I mean, he's been going to conventions forever. Ian, um, from Too Many Legs, Animation Studios, has been going to conventions forever. Uh, they, uh, anyway, a lot of our team has been going for a long, long time, mm-hmm. and everybody felt the same way. I, yeah. I, to me, it was kind of fascinating to see that I'm not the only one that feels this way. And if you ever go on like Reddit and some of the forums, a lot of people feel that way, too. Yeah. So it, it was really exciting. It was, yeah. a, a, it was a powerful atmosphere, and people were even getting emotional over it because we're, we're looking for something good in this world. Mm-hmm. Every, every, well, Whoa. Microphone <laughs> attack. Did you see that? Jump right I did. I'll vouch for it. He loves you. It's coming right for him. It was a ghost. <laughs> that was like a Troll 2 moment. The only thing it didn't do was eat vegetables. Yep. Right? Um, but no, it, uh, where did we leave off? Uh, the microphone attack took my memory. Yeah, um, volunteers. They were getting emotional. They were getting emotional, and yeah, it, it was emotional. It was powerful because people want to be a part of something good. Yeah. And FantasyCon, at its core, is making the world a better place and to put to shine the light on things that need to be paid attention to and noticed. Yeah. And helping kids and helping families and helping couples and friends bond and have amazing life-changing experiences. And what a powerful opportunity, like we said before, to be a part of that. Yeah. I mean, every time you turn on the news and the radio, what do you hear? Murder, corruption, right? Death, you know, destruction, Something government crisis. scandals, NSA, yeah. you know, IRS craziness over and over yeah. and over. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to turn on the radio and saying, wow, this amazing thing happened. Look at these great people. Look at these amazing paintings. Yeah. Look at these, you know, people laughing together. What happened to that? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Am I am I crazy or no. am I the only one that feels that way? No, nope. it's kind of disappeared. I might okay. be crazy too, though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a little column a, a column B. No. I mean, it, it's it's exciting. I mean, uh, you know, my wife, not a geek, wants nothing to do with it. She's actually interested and wants to go. She's like, can you get me a ticket? I mean, I want to see what this is because I I went home after meeting with you guys and was like, and told her about it. And she's like, I want a ticket, and that's astounding to me. Because she is like the least geekiest person on the planet. And she's like, okay, I'll just let you do your thing. But she wants to show up. She wants to see this. Do you know how many people say that exact same thing? So when I said fantasy con isn't just for some, mm-hmm. it's for everyone. My one friend said it this way. It's for the casual geek mm-hmm. in all of us. Yeah. There isn't a person out there that I can think of that hasn't read a Harry Potter book or has a book on their shelves mm-hmm. who, who hasn't seen Lord of the Rings or Avatar or Chronicles of Narnia, or Harry Potter, or Twilight, right? You go on and on. Or, you know, the Marvel superhero movies, or Serenity. Again, it just goes on and on and on. And they're like, oh, no, but I'm not a geek. You're like, well, no, you kind of are. It's cool. And FantasyCon is is for the the casual geek in all of us, is for the extreme geeks, is for the, the people that just, for myself, I consider myself a geek for sure, but I love, I haven't played video games since Sega Genesis Street Fighter 2. Oh, wait, wait, no. One correction. I played Final Fantasy VII, and I was completely addicted to that game. I faked being sick numerous times. (laughs) And and to this day, Ruby Weapon was the most epic battle of my life in the the video game world. I fought him for six hours. I beat him the hard way. Wow. No Knights of the Round Materia. I fought him the real way. (laughs) I had food next to me so I could fight him, and I fought for hours and hours and hours. And then I paused it, went to use the bathroom, came back, and my mom turned it off because she thought I left the power on. Oh. So then I just said, Mom, I'm sick. She's like, no, you're not. I'm like, I'm sick. 
I stayed home the next day, and I fought him all day, and I got my golden chocobo. Awesome. Oh Respect. God. Yes. Respect. Did I just, that, that's a nerd. That's awesome. Right? Oh, that, that, do I get a gold is, star? You do. Thank you very much. I mean, my Final Fantasy VII, I ran the clock out. The clock quit running. I played so much because I had to find every little nook and cranny and explore I, yeah, everything. I'm with you. Well, so, I, the music, I, oh, yeah. the story. It was, I mean, it was I, a great was game. Tifa died? Oh, yeah. I think it was Tifa. No, I got Eric, a little misty. I, Eric, like, yeah. I was so, like, Tifa, we loved you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I frog slapped uh, Sephiroth to death. You what? I frog slapped Sephiroth to death. Respect. Yeah. yeah Cloud, right. Cloud got knocked down to Lucky Sevens and went to his uh, 777 Rage. Finished the game for me. Really? Wow. As a frog. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, um, going along with what we were talking about yes. earlier, how it brings out... Yeah, I really derailed us with that whole... That's all right. that's, that's, okay. that's what the show... That's yeah. what happens what on the show. We were talking about how uh, this is the kind of con that for casual. Like, Casual geek. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, another thing is, I didn't want to bring my kids to the Comic-Con here because it was just crazy, insane, and there wasn't a lot for them to do. Um, But this, I really want to bring them to. You want to hear something cool? We have a Dragon Training Academy. Oh. So we have dragons and creatures and knights and princesses that are going to teach them how to, you know, fight and play and defend with the dragon. We're probably going to teach them more how to ride it than beat them up. Probably be easier on the parents once they go back home. Because they, they're going to probably turn mom and dad into dragons and attack them for the rest of the night. So, no, but we, I, I have little ones. I said, what would my kids have a good time doing? Because I would never take them to yeah. the cons I've gone to. Mm-hmm. It's mainly, you know, way older and, you know, and up, and I didn't like that. So, again, it's it's going to be neat. I think it's really iconic. It doesn't matter when he, if they're 8 years old or 80 years old. When they stand at the feet of that giant dragon and look up and see his glowing eyes and him breathing smoke, they're done. They're in. Yeah. They just they lose themselves in it. So, to go back to what we talked about earlier, the uh, um, the casual nerd in all of us, I think a lot of people are realizing more and more that they love fantasy. They love space fantasy. It's a part of their lives. And there's people, so I'll give you a story to illustrate. I was at Channel 2 News, and there was a gal, I think Katie was her name, and I was sitting across the table from her, and I said, Katie, are you a geek? She was like, she dressed real nice and, you know, real professional. She's like, no. Like, looked at me like, oh, I'm offended. Yeah. All right. Well, I was like, well, I think you might be. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen, you know, uh, a Lord of the Rings movie? She's like, well, yeah, of course. Like, duh. Who hasn't? Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, sounds a little geeky to me. You know, and I said, well, have you ever watched uh, uh, ha- uh, read Harry Potter books or do you have any of them at home? She's like, oh, yeah, I've read five out of the seven, but I got two more to go. And I'm like, okay, wait, that, that sounds kind of geeky, right? A little yeah. bit. And you can see the wheels turning and a grin started to appear on the side of her mouth. You know, she's like, oh, he's got me. <laughs> yeah. He's got me. And you, you wouldn't believe how many people feel the exact same way. Oh, yeah. They just don't realize it. And then she started grinning, and I, I said, well, any other, anything else? And she's like, okay, well, my husband is obsessed. I said, oh, I asked her about The Hobbit. Yeah. And she's like, he is dying for the next Hobbit movie to come out. He can't wait. And so then the funniest part, I didn't even ask this last question. She goes, okay, we're having a Harry Potter-a-thon this weekend. I was like, you're totally a geek. <laughs> yeah. And everybody was laughing because, and everybody was kind of, uh, they were nodding their heads because they felt the same way. Yeah. I had another fella from a different TV station. He was a big jock, real stern face, and I kept giving him crap. I'm like, okay, stone face, like, 
No, it's okay to laugh. I'm just playing with him, giving him a hard time, and he was taking it in stride. By the end, he's like, you know, when I was a kid, I thought about fighting a dragon. I pretended I was a knight. I was like, I knew it! I was like, we all do it! We all do it, because we relate to dragons. They're oh, yeah. iconic, and it's that inconquerable, over, overwhelming, huge creature. And, and dragons just relate to us in so many different ways. You know, when I moved to Utah, I only had $80 in a suitcase of clothes. I mean, to me, that's kind of a dragon scenario. Right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to figure shiz out and handle business, and the only way to do it is you just kind of got to say, hey, I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. You know? Anyway, kind of interesting. No, that is. I, that's kind of what we always say. You know, there's a little bit of geek in everyone. You just have to see what it is. And, and the geek culture is becoming more and more acceptable. It's like, what, 10, 15 years ago, everyone was kind of hiding. You know, oh, you play Dungeons & Dragons or you play video games? It's like, nope. You know, nope. you know, but now it's like, yeah, yeah, I play D and D. Yeah, yep. You know, and no one's gonna shame you for it. I mean, just look at the cons. You see, you see, you know, the geekiest guys you've ever seen next to football jocks that are walking down the aisles looking at the same stuff, and they're like, oh, check out that sword or check out that artwork. There was a uh, a company in where our company headquarters are. There was a fellow there um, in this. They were doing, like, fantasy people were there, and they were doing sketch classes of these fantasy people, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Heroes, like, I think a girl was Laura Croft. And anyway, uh, they were doing cosplay sketches. Guess what? One of the U of U basketball players was in there sketching away, having the time of his life. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. That is pretty cool. Bridging the gap, everyone. Bridging the gap. (laughs) Bridging the gap, yeah. There needs to be more of that, you know? It's it's amazing how it's, it's now socially acceptable to... To be a geek and to, to be able to start just telling people, yeah, this is what I enjoy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I can have There's a two-hour... no hour. judgment now. It's just, this is, this is it. Well, yeah. I, I would say, is, I guess what you're alluding to is it's pretty mainstream now. Yeah. It, it's just part yeah. of our culture. Like, yeah. a guy who plays sports or a guy who reads comic books, you're just kind of like, cool, that's what they do. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can, it's cool because you can all be excited about even different things. And you're just both, you're like, oh my gosh, I love Doctor Who, or oh my gosh, I love Harry Potter, and you're just both so excited for each other that you're, yep. you're able to celebrate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I'm kind of, this kind of brings up an interesting point then, is so then if geek is now the new mainstream, then what becomes the new geek? What, what, what happens next after this? I think if you can still speak in binary, you win. <laughs> right? Like, you, if you understand and speak binary, I think you still own that title and... With, with with power and authority, you own that power, you know. Wow. Yeah. You have yeah. to have bi- binary as your primary language. Yeah, no, I'm go. gonna have to. I remember to passing around notes in binary back in high school. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Zero one zero zero one. Well, one, that zero, is why one. you're the tech guy now. Yeah. Zero zero one zero one. Um, zero, one, zero, one, yeah. zero. You know what's kind of powerful though is yeah. I I think. One thing that this, it's almost a revolution. In fact, I would say it is because yeah. revolutions affect, you know, things on a huge scale. Mm-hmm. Well, this is world over huge. Yeah. Um, and the revolution of, or evolution, is probably even a better word, of uh, the geeky nerd, whatever you want to call it, community. I think people are learning again to agree to disagree. I think we've forgotten yeah. how to do that as a society. Yeah. People say, you can only be happy my way, or I can only be happy your way, and you can only do this. And whatever happened to just saying, you know what? I agree to disagree, yeah. right? 
Yeah. Um, I'm Mormon or LDS. Grew up that way in Kansas. My mom was a Jesus people hippie. My dad's a Hindu guy from India. Mm-hmm. My stepdad is a blue-collar party and drinker before he joined the church. And my friends will probably come up. Uh, whoever's not driving will be sober, and the other half will probably be drunk. One of them might be stoned. And they love guns, women, and, and beer. But they're <laughs> some of the greatest people on the planet. We just we disagree on a ton of things, but they're some of my best friends in the whole world. Oh, yeah. Whatever yeah. happened to that? Anyway, I'm getting on a soapbox. No, yeah, I, I, no, I, no it's, it's very similar. I think we have the same kind of issue here around the table. I mean, there are some things that we agree on. There are some things we disagree on. Yeah, and, and we just and, have to let... And we, we, we let it go. blend. It works. So mm-hmm. no, I yeah, think One thing we all agree on, though, is what the hell happened to the government? And the Han shot first. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> and the Han shot first. I don't really think that's much of an argument. I think it's more along the lines of new Star Trek versus old Star Trek. You mean Star Wars? No, no, Star Trek. The, the, the J.J. Abrams reboot versus right. the original. Wait, wait, did you like it? The J.J. Abrams eh, I did. Oh, here it comes. I love no, it. Don't say it. Don't <laughs> say it. Here it comes. If lens flare. Lens flare. I'm blocking you with my lens flare. He, he, turn your head off and just enjoy it as a stupid, campy sci-fi movie. Oh, as opposed we're going to say this. This Star Trek. This all comes from the man that hates Boba that, Fett. It's not that I hate yeah. Boba Fett. He's just overrated. <laughs> Boba Fett is not overrated. <laughs> yeah, yep. because some people really like the new Star Star Trek. I think J.J. Abrams. It, it is more yeah. modern, but you know what he didn't do is at least he didn't go Michael Bay. No storyline, no plot, explosions, and turn Transformers into three-hour toy commercials. Yeah, and because he, yeah. what what the heck happened to that? The first one was so promising. Yeah. I mean, they rocked it. I'm like, yeah. I am in. And the second then one Michael was Bay horrible. Made part two, and I'm even... like, train wreck, disaster. Mm-hmm. He should have huh. committed seppuku right after <laughs> part two. I mean, what was up with Devastator and those weird things dangling? Well, uh, no, they, they called it out what it is. It's the testicles. Yes, I know, but, <laughs> but really, if, if it weren't an actual line in the movie itself, then I wouldn't be calling oh, it. I know. Yeah. He straight out called them the testicles. I know, but it's just like, what was up? But at least in the third one, you know, we at least got to see a really cool scene at the very end of, yeah, you, got you know, Optimus hour, Prime you got a half opening hour, a can of whoop-ass. You got a half-hour decent scene out of a three-hour freaking long movie. Hey, I have a question. Nobody answered my government question. Yeah. yeah so we people vehemently disagree with what I've said there? Mm. No, oh, we're just, we agree. We don't really, or is that taboo? We don't really talk Why is that? Why are people, or is that just more, this is more the entertaining side of things? Versus that, you can talk on your own time. I just I love talking about everything. And yeah, in no. our conversations at Village we, Inn, we, we talked we, about theology and government and yeah, life and yeah. comic books. And oh, we talk about that. Yeah, we, we, talk about, we, we talk leave about that government off enough, the show. But, uh, we like oh, to, I just we like to, to hear more people hour say it sucks. For That's all. It does. It, it, it does feels suck. good to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel good to say it, too. We need a giant dragon to sweep in and just... We do. I take over. You know what? We do only have a giant dragon. Okay, I'm done. I'm going to give you a What I've said for a long time, like, I've always... I love history and archaeology. I always wanted to be, like, Indiana Jones and Lara Croft, you know? But... So I studied history a lot, and I think we're all... Like, a lot of people are kind of just women happy thinking things are great but they're also ignorant I mean the longest civilization like government to really stand strong lasted like 400 years was that Rome? yeah Rome yeah I mean, and they're they're taking the Chinese dynasty and the Egyptian yeah, dynasties sure. out of the picture because 
they, yeah, they handled business for a long they time. Did yeah, thousands alive. and thousands of years. But I mean, we're really our democracy. Democracy is not even a hundred years old. Because I mean, and I'm counting from when women were able to vote. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Not, you know, it's not that old, but we've been established for, you know, like 250 years almost. 1874. I don't, no. I'm not good at math. But so I'm going to segue I mean, into this into art somehow. Believe it or not. Go ahead. Yeah. I, so back in the day, they used to, uh, the way, that not just the government, but the people communicated is they looked at giant paintings. Mm-hmm. It was it was like reading a billboard. That's how they, they would say, okay, they knew how to read a painting. Like things, I saw this painting by Van Eck, and it was like, uh, I forget the name of it, but it was a, his detail is off the charts, incredible. But you can look at that and, and read it like a story. And when you when you look at fantasy art and science fiction art of today, some of those paintings have actually gone on to inspire people to want to write books, have mm-hmm. inspired people to want to do different things. And anyway, I just think it opens up the creative. I've even seen the government starting to do things that are more fantasy-esque, like putting it on you know, stamps or other different things. Kind of interesting, yeah. though. Kind of yeah. different mm-hmm. how things have evolved. I do think it's kind of entertaining that the government now has a zombie apocalypse contingency now. <laughs> are you, are you yes. serious? Yes. Oh, yeah. dead serious. No, they do not. Yeah. Yes, they do. I'm loving this. And they are actually trying to start a program to have uh, AI robots that go in instead of uh, human soldiers. That's kind of creepy, actually. Yeah, so if, if we haven't learned from iRobot or Terminator... Speaking of robots... Although if people yeah. don't complain enough about you know drones in the sky, I'm sure they'll start complaining about drones on the ground. Yeah. So that could be a whole other podcast, because <laughs> yeah, that's right the conspiracy there. theory stuff. Yes. Yeah. But we'll save that, yeah, for, we'll another save that for another we time. Should. <laughs> so you're, you're bringing it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. so robots. Mm-hmm. Jap- the Japanese have officially released to consumers a household robot for under $2,000, U.S. dollars. All right. <laughs> wow. Yesterday. What does it do? Uh, it's emotion reading, so it's, it's got several camera sensors in its eyes, and then it also detects the tone of your voice. So it helps, like, it doesn't do a whole lot right now. Like, it has movable arms. It can, it rolls. It doesn't walk. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can, it's Rolling like, it's like a glorified iPhone. My robot would be kind of annoying. Flagoon, why are you so angry? Flagoon, why are you so angry? I'm not angry. It's the sound of my voice. Flagoon, why are you so angry? I'm not angry. Flagoon, why are you so angry? Because you keep on fucking me about being angry. But yeah. Oh. The future is coming. If it's not already here. What were your thoughts on the new uh, X-Men movie that came out? Amazing? Yes. It was so good. I, I, it was amazing. Well, apology accepted. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, after the, three. the uh, after the absolute Brett scramble mess that was X Men Three and then uh, X Men Origins yeah, and then what the Wolverine. Did they do with X Men Three? Uh, yeah. Is that, is that a I, know, I imagine. I have a completely different director. director. Why yeah, would they, they do that? Because they the director would rather have the movie out sooner. Rather than do wait for right. yeah, yeah, rather than wait for yeah, uh, because uh, Brian Singer left to go do uh, Superman Returns, and instead of waiting till he came back, they just got picked up Brett Ratner. Well, I, I hope I hope they're agreed. I hope they paid for it. Yeah. Oh, they did. Oh, they and did. Another yeah. good movie, Winter Soldier. Hello. Oh, oh yeah. yes, that oh, was yeah. amazing. Okay, wait. Those two movies are mind-blowingly good. So I liked Winter Soldier, but it was like a filler episode for me. Well, it oh, is. There like was no filler. story progression well, at all. It is, because, oh. no, there's story no, progression. There's, there's <laughs> I mean, there was. You also need to take into effect 
Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and, and how that all well, yeah, the, the next Avengers movie, and then it leads into the third like one where I the said, cap goes crazy. Way to stand your ground. Yeah. Yeah. So, stand your in ground. other words, though, this is kind of I starting to it, kind of run into the continuity problems that I have voiced several times about uh, comic books. The fact that they get so deep in, so buried deeply into their continuity, the only way to actually properly get into them now is you have to watch 12 movies plus a entire series of TV shows to understand what the hell's going on there. No. I mean, as far as the overall, no. like the, the big plot line. No, yes. just, but like you could watch, like seriously, you could watch like Iron Man 3 and be just fine. Yeah. Because it has its own self-contained plot. So you could watch... Or then you can watch, like, Captain America 4. It'd be fine. Be, yeah. We're really Captain geeking out right now. Oh, I know. Yeah. Right. Although, <laughs> no, we've actually got to start wrapping this up. We're almost, it was just Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that required you to watch Captain America for that series to make to, sense. So to, to, to get... Yeah. To finally... To grasp, I guess, the scope yeah. of what went on. Which, sadly, yeah. I've lost however, all my recording. But, oh. however, I'm so excited for the new Transformer movies because I get to see Dinobots. And The Amazing Spider-Man was amazing. It was. Are, you, are you really excited for the new really Transformers? I am. Michael Bay did that one, too, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bad but, choice to be excited. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I like love Transformers, uh, and it's going to have Dinobots. But it's not going to really have that. They're going to be like in the background. No, they're not. Tuck behind an explosion, it, and then you're going to see... Optimus is riding Abram Grimlock paint. with a giant sword oh, chopping off robot's head. Yeah, 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 you <laughs> saw the whole movie. Right that was still be. the appearance. Yep. And At least they finally got Optimus Prime's vehicle correct. The correct vehicle, because he's the square diesel. And then we got we upgraded from Shia... To Mark Wahlberg, you know uh, we got Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch going on. Sidestep, horizontal motion. <laughs> no lateral yeah, movement. I don't know yeah, it's that. a lateral movement. The Le, the, the Leboeuf was a bit odd. Oh yeah. As uh, enjoyable right. as uh, Marky Mark is, he really doesn't bring much in the in the in the uh, aspect of range. Okay. I haven't seen him in a whole lot lately. Uh, yeah, he's kind of yeah. like Keanu Reeves. Brody. Yeah, he's got the, he's got the Keanu <laughs> Reeves bl- the Keanu Reeves blank face that you can just project yourself as. Yeah, right. I, guess, I guess you could bring you into the movie more that way, or through boredom. Yes. All right. I, I'm not really looking forward to I Michael Bay. Probably start wrapping Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy. That looks awesome. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Dude. Oh, it's so sad. Does that have promise or what? A lot. That's got. You know what? I'll say. I'll just say no pressure. John C. Riley. No <laughs> yeah. pressure. Yeah. On what? On for Guardians of the Galaxy because that's that's got a big coattail to ride. Does it? Yeah. It well, you got. The, uh, I mean, you take uh, into account all the previous Marvel movies. You know, because like very uh, true. Because I mean, like Winter Soldier definitely set a high high mark to to be, and if Avengers did not set a high enough mark. Yeah. No, I can see that. So then. It, like you know, you know the well, the one thing, uh, and I know you got to wrap up, but I, I this is the whole reason I brought up X Men just so mm-hmm. I could talk about those sentinels. Mm-hmm. Those things were freaking terrifying. They were because you know it's, it's one thing to have the, the enemy that looks like this or that, yeah. but to have an enemy that can adapt and is pretty much indestructible. Mm-hmm. To me, I've had nightmares literally about zombies that like I beat the crap out of or cut their heads off. And then, like, you're running, and then they, like, appear again and running at... Maybe this means something. Somebody needs to, to read into this. <laughs> yeah. But no matter what you do, you couldn't kill it. Yeah. I mean, that they're intense. Yeah. 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 I get that. I'd... No, those Sentinels were pretty awesome. It's and like, what the crap? It just, like, it has, like, Colossus's steel skin now. And then, you know, it's fighting this guy. It's throwing fire. And it's like, what the heck? Now he's blown. And then the, that one, like, absorbs the other one that's getting blasted with ice. And it's like, what the... 
And they yeah. were straight killing people oh, left yeah. and right. I mean, they were. it's like they killed everybody. And then they went back in time and did it all over again. I'm yeah. like, holy cow, double kill. They were going yeah. crazy. What I didn't get, though, was at the end when uh, they defeated the one sentinel that was sent to kill Beast, but he didn't bother bringing in the other eight that were just standing around not doing anything. Yeah, I can see that. You know, the other thing I thought is Magneto. This is Magneto we're talking yeah. about here, right? Yeah. Uh, granite, rock, iron, mountains, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my buddies told me in the uh, the old school books, Magneto could, like, pull metal from outer space. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? He's that powerful. Why didn't he just kind of create this giant metal ball and, like, put him in an orb and trap the Sentinels inside of it? Well, there's also the whole thing that you cannot make a 100% plastic gun. There still has to be metal springs. Yeah. Huh. I bet you they have things that, are, no, that have springs I, now that yeah, aren't metal. I, as, a, as a former weapons expert, there's really no way of making springs actually out of Springy. plastic. Huh. Because it won't stay? They won't stay. It'll end up either sticking in the position that it was stuck in, or it'll just break all together. Huh. Okay, well, we got two minutes. Yeah, so we got to right. So, uh, for those so out there for FantasyCon.com, you can pick up your tickets there. You can see the list of all the guests, as well as check out their Facebook page, uh, Twitter, and just go. And preview all the uh, all the authors and uh, artists that will be showing. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, it'll be a lot probably. of fun. Thanks for having me on, by the way. I had a good time. It's yeah, always fun. Well, to, well, thank it's you. like a creative outlet after six years of working. Oh, yeah. It's nice <laughs> to be able to talk about it. <laughs> Get it all out. Right? All out. So uh, stay tuned next week uh, for Dungeon Calls Radio. We'll be talking with Ellie Modisette about his uh, new book, Theater's Error. Yep. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yep. Theater's Error. Yep. And then we have a second... Uh, second interview that I cannot we see right now because I do not have my It's an Adopting me. Trouble. Blake Castleman's coming back oh, in right. uh, with a guy who wrote that. It's a dark comedy about a couple that really want to have a child and all the mayhem that they go through to make that happen. They will do anything. Yes. <laughs> all right. So before we go, a special thanks to NB Design Studios for taking care of our logo. Next time you're making a new logo for your business or you need a cool banner or a wicked smooth T-shirt, just contact Nate at nbdesignstudios.com or find him on Facebook, NB Design Studios. And uh, Nate will walk you through the entire process. He'll stick, he'll stick with you for the whole time. That's nbdesignstudios.com. And special thanks to Josh. And uh, Fantasy Kong for coming on tonight. And please, everyone, go uh, buy your ticket now. Buy your ticket ticket and enjoy this unique experience. Absolutely. So then, I guess until next time, no one's going to stop me yet. Okay. All right. Good night, Salt Lake. Good night, world. And as always, please, please get more from your games. John. John. That's all, huh? Do I really need to say anything else? No. Really? All right, we're out of here. Have a good one. <laughs> no.